What's going on, everybody? I am out of breath. I literally just had to run back in here. Had to go get another lighter. I had to get my get my drink. The very few show notes that I have, a cigar. So, all right, let's, uh, uh, Joe Sutton, you were the first one in here. Welcome, 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 brother. Uh, Frontline Cigars, hey, what's going on, Mo? Uh, Mo, definitely, a, uh, he's a sponsor of the, um, uh, the I Tap That Cigar Show. Uh, if you want a, a discount for uh, Frontline Cigars, head over to uh, our subscribe star, and uh, he gives all of our subscribers a, uh, a discount. I'm dealing with lighting tonight. I've got a lot of, I got a lot of lighting issues. Uh, JD Kiddo, I'm here today. You are JD Kiddo. Um, what's going on, Pete F? Hello again. Hello again. Three nights in a row. I've got too much, too much time on my hands. I got so many people. I'm telling you, I was going through my list of people that I want to have on the show just before uh, this show uh, started, and um, it was just, it, it's just, it's growing. Like I said it's a. Uh, if we, if I can get everybody on the show that I want to get on the show, even if we do two two uh, 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 shows a week, I can't get through, you know, until like July or August. So, uh, Quakes, what's going on, man? Jim Miller, good to see you again. Smoking lead, Robert. Front lines of scars. Let's see, you still look handsome. I know this, and you know this. Um, you're killing it, Kev. Chris Haskell, you're on my list, Chris Haskell. So uh, just FYI, we're going to have you on here uh, sometime soon and uh, maybe uh, promote your uh, herf you got coming up this uh, this spring, summer. So uh, Lawn Care Dave, what's going on, man? So uh, all right, we're glad to see everybody here. Um, it's uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to light up a cigar. I don't know what Jimmy Jimmy's in the uh, uh, the back room, green room, the Ira Busto green room. We don't have sponsors. This is the uh, the impromptu interview so i've been i've been kind of digging digging these um i want to shout out the other night i couldn't remember the ashtray smoking things uh kick-ass ashtray uh i apologize i couldn't remember uh the name of the company so yes we have we have really have no sponsors here on the of these impromptu interviews so they're kind of laid back um unless you want to be a sponsor of the impromptu interview um we can uh we can uh, arrange for that so um, I'm going to I, I'm going to bring Jimmy on before before I before I uh, uh, light this up. Uh, here he is, the man, the myth, the legend, Boston Jimmy with an I E. And uh, before I light this, I am going to use the Cigar Medics humidimeter to see because I once again Kevin has been having problems with this humidor. I've got to get an electric humidor, Jimmy. So um, I, I I do you know in this one. Not too bad, fifty nine percent. It's a little. I, I I know it's a. Uh, I, I I'm 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 having to rotate. Even I was, with an electric humidifier like I have, you still got to rotate the cigars because yeah, humidity rises. So sometimes mm. the reading the reading comes off the top. Sometimes the bottom a little a little less. You got to rotate. Got to always be on top of it. You know, it's you have to always take care of your cigars. You know, it, it, it's 50-50 in the uh, uh, the cigar industry, and I've had, and, and, and on both sides, I have had the 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 makers of the makers, and then on both sides of the fence, 50% say humidity rises, 50% say humidity falls. I put my uh, Cigar Racist Magna XL uh, 3.0, whatever, on top because uh, um, 
I just feel like I gravitated towards the guys that tell me that humidity is water vapor. Water vapor is heavy and it sinks. Now, science rises. So, but on my behalf, it honestly doesn't make a difference where I put mine because of my, hu I have some giant fans in the bottom of mine that will rotate every single bit of that air multiple times a day got fan and up too. i got fan up top and i got uh, a big fans on the bottom and at the same time i'm still rotating my stock um, now the only time like i said i'll have a problem is something will glitch every now and then with that cigar oasis and uh it shoots the humidity up and then to like 76 percent and it's just it's irritating me to no end that every few months like i said i left my humidor open for two days, just the door wide open, you know, unplugged the cigar oasis, closed, closed the door, took some cigars out, closed the door, came back. It was like three or four days later. It, it was, it was still just falling. It still wasn't enough. So I need, I need to get, that's our goal this year is to get a nice cabinet, you know, just an electric cabinet. Well, so I, what I do is when I'm going through my review cycle, I'll, I have a, um, a separate small desktop humidor. And I take the cigars out of the cabinet and I'll stock them in there for the for like the next couple of weeks. And those are the ones I'm gonna review when I keep it sixty nine percent the Vita pack in there and Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, that, that's what's ready to go. Yep, yep, that's what we're gonna do is uh, I want a small, you know, uh, um, you know, a small unit for just review cigars. You know, and like I said, I need more yeah. than a 50, a fifty count humidor. Yeah, but I, you're I, not going to review fifty cigars. I, I, I know, but I want to keep those because Jessica's always rooting through my drawers and rooting through like, oh, I want to smoke this. I'm like, ah, I'm supposed to review that, and I only have one, and you know, or Isn't she'll smoke, fun? yeah, or she'll smoke it, and then I'm like, there, there's a reason why that was in a drawer. Everything had doubles. That was for our review, so. So yeah, so I need to move all the review cigars out of the prying. Plus, I need to hide some cigars in there because Jessica doesn't believe in aging cigars or keeping those special ones. And uh, and she, do I, not I, touch box. Yeah, I, I, I the, the, you don't know Jessica. She, do not touch box. You ever see my smoking a ten thousand dollar cigar with Steve Saka? She'll smoke every one. You create all these cool things. Make a humidor with a rote, with a lock on it, with a yeah. combination, and that's it. Only you know the combination. Yeah, oh, that's God. the do not touch box. Uh, at the, she'll, uh, she'll. You probably she'll... could sell those. Yeah, I gave, I gave you an idea. Don't forget we got. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely. Uh, I want uh, the first one. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, let me get back over to the chat panel. Uh, like I said, uh, Leaf Light Love. That's Diggins. Um, like I said, uh, everybody, uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, um, uh, the interview I did with Diggins on Saturday night. Um, just a little teaser. You're going to start seeing a lot more of Diggins over here on the uh, uh, the ITEP that uh, um, uh, uh, cigar show. Um, and let me look. Uh, Tony. Oh, there's Tony Costa. What is going on, Tony? I hope you're feeling better. hope you're able to uh, uh, smoke a cigar. Um, let's see. All right. I think we're – are we all caught up? Michael Ortiz. Shirtless Mike, that's uh, I'm gonna, uh, yeah. So, uh, we're, we're coming, we're coming back to that one in a second. What's going on, Kevin Perro from the New England Cigar Militia? So, um, 
Chef, if you could shout out to Northport Cigars for their event this Saturday night for my father's cigars. Yes, my father's cigar doing an event at uh, Northport Cigars in Northport, Florida. Absolutely fantastic uh, lounge. Um, they just need to work on their, their smoke exhaust ability thing just a little bit more. You know, luckily their last few events have been fairly tame, so the, the smoke has been um, uh, relatively good. But um, it, you know, Jimmy. Great dinners. Great, great, dinners. Gr great, great dinner. Oh my God. Great, great <laughs> dinners. So um, let's see. My new air works great. I just threw a, a fan an inch on timer. Works perfect. Yeah, that's why I got mine on a timer also. Uh, Martina Maya cigar reviews. Oh, so, uh, and let's see who else was cooking dinner. So I'll just be listening in. Yeah, I was listening in to Vic earlier myself. So um, um, Adam Wolf, thank you. Is it is it Jimmy or Sprinkles? That's from Kevin Perro. <laughs> <laughs> you understand that? You, I, you understand I, what he said? I, I, I don't. Right, oh, so Jimmy's or Sprinkles? Wing. Yes. Yes, in New England. Jimmy's yes, or I said it was. Uh, uh, <laughs> the only reason I know any of this, like I said, I got friends in Lynn that's been there for like twenty years, so I know some some uh, lingo. Boston Sprinkles, Jimmy. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm going to, uh, I had this question for later on, but since uh, Shirtless Mike is here, um, how did you get hooked up with a guy named Shirtless Mike? Or was he shirtless when you met him? Or did he become Shirtless Mike? Was he always Shirtless Mike? So let's uh, let's get into a few, uh, a few things before we dive in. So I met Mike at one of my local lounges here, Paradise Cigars in Rockledge, Florida. And uh, I was a number of years ago. And... Uh, he was a little punk ass kid, but he was he was a fun guy to hang around. And uh, I don't I don't remember him having going shirtless then. He started his shirtless stuff on Facebook more than oh, anything okay. else because he doesn't go to lounges. Maybe yeah. <laughs> but uh, Mike and I got to be friends, and uh, I learned a lot about him. And I you know he's for for he's like thirty years old when I met him. He was like twenty five or something, and he was really uh, you know. New, new, new cigars, you know, he, he had a, he had a palate and, uh, we had started having some conversations and over time, uh, we would just hang out together at the lounges and I said, you know, Mike, you want to write articles? I'll pay you to write articles. You know, I, I need a little help here because I can't do them all. Yeah. Right. So I said, look, you write two articles a month, one on lifestyle and one on cigar 101, you know, mix it up. And uh, go have at it. And I guess he's been doing this now close to 12 months, and he's doing a great job. Yeah. You know, he's got uh, a great following. And I sure it was Mike. It's a yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 How, how can you not follow that? So, yeah, I definitely uh, – I mentioned to him uh, last night or the other night, I definitely want to have him on the show. So I'll, I've definitely got some questions lined up for, uh, for him. But uh, what are you smoking tonight? Ah, this is one of my birthday presents I got from uh, Drew Estate. Something very special. This is the Norteño Churchill box pressed. Wow, where did I don't? Yeah. Even, I don't. I don't remember that. Is that? Is that not been released it's yet? A, it's an edition limitada. They okay. know they're out there. Oh, okay. But the first time I smoked it, I'm thinking Norteño, right? Yeah. Earthy, yeah. You know that? Mm, 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 mm. They tweak this a little bit. This has got a little more sweetness in it. Um, it's nowhere near as earthy as the traditional Norteño. I love this cigar. I absolutely love this. 
And I love them so much that I'm trying not to smoke them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll have a couple that are going to win that do not touch box. Really. Yeah. Because yeah, I want to see not, how this ages. Yeah. You know, I'm not, you know, um, I'm not a huge fan of the Norteño. Um, it's just, um, I don't know. There's just something. It's just not in my, my wheelhouse. All right. So we'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely have to next time I, I, I sit down with you. Different cigar. Yeah. I've got a, uh, I may be up in your area sometime, so we'll have to, uh, you know, bring us one in the box for you. Oh, right on. So tonight I'm smoking the uh, the the Mi Carita. This is the blue label, not that new red label. Ah, so yes. um, uh, one of my favorite, God, just my my go to. And I figure it's it's a Saka. Saka used to work for Drew Estate. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm good. Go. So so if anybody doesn't know, um, Jimmy, uh, you're with uh, before we get too far uh, into it. You are with Stogie Press. You know, we talked about Mike Wright's articles for you for a couple people that may not know what Stogie Press is. And then for the people that listen listen later on to the podcast, um, what exactly is Stogie Press? And then how did it come about? So Stogie Press is an online cigar and uh, lifestyle news reviews uh, website. Um, I'm not going to say it's necessarily a blog because I'm not actually telling you every day what I'm doing. I think of blogs that way. This is a website, a full-up website, um, loaded with content. That we founded it a little, little, probably a little over, we're getting on six years now. And uh, we started this whole project. Uh, it's an interesting story, you got a second. I'll go back in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go back, yeah. So back in the 1990s, and I've been smoking cigars for, I think, 40 years now. I don't know, so <laughs> 60. So whatever 18 to 60 is, yeah. I can't think anymore. But in the 1990s, uh, early 90s, a friend of mine that I worked with, two of us were big cigar smokers, and we decided we were going to start a regional magazine here in Central Florida. And we called it Central Florida Cigar Smoke Magazine. So we did a, we put together a whole advertising portfolio. We had some sample articles, some reviews. Um, one of our premium articles was a whole uh, sit down I did with Mel Fisher down in Key West before he passed away. I had met him and he was on oh, cigars that, and treasure that's super. hunting. He was, that's I didn't know, actually, I, I, I didn't know Mel Fisher was into cigars. Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually he was creating a uh, kind of a flavored cigar back in the 1990s, kind of like infused and whatever. But we talked about that and that whole article was actually to search on Mel Fisher on Stogie Press. You'll actually see the transcript of the article that we did. But we, we had this whole thing together. So we were like ready to roll with this. And that was back in the day when restaurants and bars and pubs and everything, you could smoke anywhere, right? So we figured this would be easy. The distribution was going to be free, right? So wherever we would go, we would drop them off, right? So there'd be magazines and all the different shops and restaurants that, you know, have cigar smoking. So we figured that model works. And then we started to pound the pavement to get advertising. And of course, who are you? Why would I advertise you? Blah, blah. And the whole project failed. It was an epic failure. So I put it behind me. I still got the advertising portfolio hanging on my wall um, just as a remembrance. So years go by, and I never forgot this dream of doing this. And 
um, my wife, she looked at me, she says, why don't you, she does website work. She goes, why don't we just start a website? I said, okay. So we sat down, we tried to figure out a, a website name. I came up with a name called spacecoastcigars.com. I was like, okay, let's launch this. And she built a website from spacecoastcigars.com. And I started putting reviews out and started getting some small guys sending me some, some cigars. Believe it or not, Anki Cigars was one of my was the first one to send me samples to review on that. So big shout out to, to Corel and Anki Cigars down in Miami. And um, that was cool. Things were rolling. So I went on a business assignment up to Detroit, Michigan. And it was in the dead of winter, <laughs> the, the worst winter they had. They had 95, 96 inches of snow that winter. I go God. up there in like January, right? Right after my father passed away. I go up there, right? It was probably a nice escape for me. Yeah. I go up there. Then I got three-month assignment. Bring my wife, my dog. We drive up. We're living out of a freaking town place, sweets, roach-infested, God knows what. <laughs> and... It's freezing cold, and I can't find, you know, you're standing outside, you know, for those up in North, they understand. You're standing outside all bundled up, and the cigars don't work. I said, I got to find a lounge, right? So I go searching on lounges, and I found this place called Don Yeo Cigars in Dearborn, Michigan. Great place, right? Small, but really nice place. So I went over there one Saturday. I walk in. I got the Boston hat on. <laughs> the guy behind the counter is a six foot eight gringo named Ryan Gallimore. All right. For those who know Ryan Gallimore, you know what I'm talking about. He's now the one of the principal one of the, he now works with Drew Estate. He's known as LRG, little Ryan Gallimore. Oh, okay. Anyway, I walk in, he's got a Detroit hat on, I got the Boston hat on. He goes, You can leave. <laughs> all right? So I'm like, all right, anyway. Let's break some balls, get yeah. this over with. So we sit down and we get to talking, and he's launching a web. He's launching a cigar line at that time called Swinger Cigars, or golf themed cigar line. And he needs a website. Hey, you're talking to the right guy because my wife Diane right here, she does websites. So they get to talking and they connect and they cut a contract right there, and she's gonna go design a website for him. So meanwhile, he says, what are you doing? I'm telling him. And he goes, why are you creating a regional website? You just told me you travel all over the world with, your, with business. You've been in lounges in China, Germany, France, England, you name it. He says, you should, you're going, it's, an interna it's, it's, it's international. It's way, you know, just, you got to change your name. You got to change your name, Jimmy. And I, great credit to Ryan Gallimore. We sat down. That Saturday, going through domains, wanted coming up with all kinds of different names, and it came up with Stogie Press. And I was like, boom, $7.95. Buy it, right? Looked at my wife. I said, you know that website you're going to work on, Ryan? Before you even do that, take all of that stuff, which wasn't a lot on Space Coast cigars, and transport it over here. And we launch it. And then he says to me, all right, now that you have a website, and you got this stuff going, you can go to the IPCPCR as a media guy. I looked at him, I said, how, how, how do I do that? He goes, just go in there. It's like, that, that time was like 350 bucks. 
Oh, good God. So That's I go awesome. in, yeah. <laughs> log in, put my name in, $350 membership. And he and I, he, he goes out there with Danielo that July. I go out there. He takes me around. He knows everybody. And he's another guy. He's about the same age as shirtless Mike, the same age as my son. These guys are all like my, my kids. Yeah. Right? And, and he takes me around and he introduces me to everybody that I, he can, right? From Willie Herrera all the way down the line to Eric, just, just everybody. And I come home with some samples, and, you know, nice stash, had plenty to review, and we launched Stogie Press. And I remember sitting down with my wife five years ago in the living room, looking at the stats at night. I go, well, how many hits did we get? And yeah. It's like, so it was like, we get like 50 a day. So we got 50 today. Oh, look, we got yeah. 60 today. I get 17,000 hits a month now. I'm averaging like 27 an hour, right? And <laughs> we were happy with 50 in a day. I, I tell you, I, I, I remember, you know, uh, uh, launching a cigar prop in the Cigar Prop YouTube channel, and I'd post a, this horrible review with this old camera. And uh, I said, I'd be like, oh my God, like 25 people have watched me. And I'm like, whoo, I'm getting big yeah. now. It's just like, you know, and 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 not to, and, and I'm still, you know, videos average about 500 views, which is really respectable. You know, still sure. for as new as new as we are, but but Jessica was the same way. You know, I remember in that the story on my website of making the cigar prop. You know, I was working on another project and I had my lathe and my cigar was rolling around. I'm like, screw this, and I made one up real quick, <laughs> popped it on there. You know, like I said, you know, showed it to a couple of guys, showed it to Jessica, and she's like, you've got to sell these, and I'm like. I don't get out of here. Nobody's going to buy these. And she's like, all right. You know, she, she came over to my house one day. We were just dating at the time and we crunch names the same way we check in, check in the GoDaddy. And then we, we find a name, but then we couldn't have the Instagram and Twitter with it. So we finally found cigar prop. Everything was available. So nice. $7 and 95 cents. <laughs> and I, and I bought it and go, so that's uh it's, it's fun how things just start to grow and 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 this site and, and yours too i've watched you and i've watched your growth and others and cigar coop and them i mean it, it just keeps growing it, yeah. it's, not, it's not like you know and, and and it doesn't grow it's not even linear it goes like this you know and then there's like this step function that suddenly there's somebody that followed you that has friends that follow them and all of a sudden Boom, yeah. and then it sustains and it does it again and again. And I, I'm just so happy. I mean, the people that support me, I mean, I love them all. They, they read what we write. They comment on it now, which is great because before they were commenting on Facebook, and now they're actually commenting inside the site, which is even better. And, yeah, it's better Google for – likes that. <laughs> I, I, I know, you know, so, we, you know, we just uploaded that feature too, so we need to get, get people on that, but – it is. It's a slow process, and then it's just I don't know. At one point, you're probably the same way. You, you know, you, you took a step back at one day. You looked at numbers, and you're like, "Holy crap!" You know, like like what is going on? And I'm I am a numbers guy. I focus, focus, focus on numbers, analytics, growth charts. Because if, if you if you don't know where you've come from and where you want to be, you know, there's just you, people will plateau and they think they're doing good and you know, it's um, you gotta keep pressing. 
You, know, you, you do Google Analytics? I do Google Analytics. Right. So you do the live Google Analytics live? That's fun to watch. No, I haven't done the live. So you go into Google Analytics and go to the live button. Click yeah. the live and it'll pop up a bar chart. And it'll come up with a map. And you'll start seeing people popping in and up all around the well, I get it all around the world. Yeah. Right, I start seeing people coming in, and then they hang, and then they disappear. And another one pops up, and it's like, look at oh, these people coming and going. That, <laughs> they just get super, a kick out of it. That's super cool. And uh, you know, um, but like I said, there, there there are a lot of people out there. Like I said, it's um, um, they're they're happy just staying in their lane, and and which is there's nothing wrong with that. You know, um, you know, you have the drive. I have the drive to be the best that there is. Period. Like I said, it just there. You know, there, there's only guys that they're not better than me. They just have better analytics than me for right now. So, uh, you know, you've just got to keep keep striving. So Keep pressing on, man. Keep, keep pressing on. So, all right. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I said almost 1,000 likes in the, uh, the I Tap That group, Tony. Uh, I think the I Tap That group almost has uh, more likes than the Cigar Prop uh, Facebook page. So, you know, but I concentrate a lot of stuff over there. Boston Jimmy has so much information. Be nice to sit down with him and smoke a cigar and pick his brain. Boston Jimmy, sitting down with Boston Jimmy is like sitting down with Steve Saka. Do not bring just one cigar. <laughs> you bring three cigars and uh, then you sit down to be prepared for everything. A bottle of whiskey doesn't hurt either. <laughs> That's it. So let, let's get into tonight's topic. Which um, it, it is long. Nobody's talking about it yet. So tonight's topic: um, Is there actually an online war between brick and mortar retailers and online retailers, or is this something that's made up? Because I, I see it from my side of the camera. Your, you and Care Viajante are the only two people I know that probably visit more lounges than most of us will visit in a lifetime. So you're there, you're on the front line. You, you talk with these retailers, you've seen the shops that are, that are crushing it. And you've seen the shops that are struggling. Um, the, 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 either one, the, the ones that are crushing it and the ones that are struggling, are they blaming online sales? Cause I've seen the ones that are struggling blame online sales. What, do, what are your thoughts on, on what's going on in the industry right now with this? I would say to start with that I know that regardless of how successful a lounge is, there are those that come in, will buy a cigar, try it, and then they'll go buy online. And it's frustrating to the lounge for that to happen. Um, you know, there is a room for both, but to me, if you got a lounge within 12 mile radius of your house, which is, would be a local lounge, support your lounge. All right. And I, I don't blame those that, that argue in that way. Now, with that said, um, is, do I see a heavy on, on a heavy battle like this? No, I, I, I really don't, you know, there's some frustration, but for the most part, they have they, they have their deals they have their 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 clients they have their regulars and if you've got if you're a good businessman you're going to grow a good lounge right i mean you yep. look at, you know just look at like we were just saying in, in the green room before right you just take cigar life in lakeland florida my number yep. one cigar lounge this year right 
they're killing it, right? They they have an amazing regular population in that lounge that come in there and buy cigars every single day. Same people every day are going to that lounge. Why? Because the lounge is clean. The lounge, they 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 they, they love their patrons. They take care of their patrons, right? Um, you take the lounge from last year, right? Tailored Smoke up in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Here's a guy that started as in a kiosk underneath the stairwell at the epicenter in Charlotte, and eventually moved into this area that a restaurant left and took it over. And they didn't even believe he could come up with the vig for that. And he did. And people just jam into that. Why? Because the service is impeccable. The what they do, it's all about the service and the relationships you build. My local lounge, one of my local lounges here, Executive Cigar Lounge in Melbourne, Florida. This lounge, they, they've been here for over 16 years. And they've moved on the same street three times. Started in a little place, moved across the street to a little bigger place, eventually moved two doors down, bought a huge building, right? Bought the building, right? And they have great events. They have a great clientele. That's the way it is. Now, if you have a shop that is just not that attractive and not a place you want to hang out, doesn't have good smoke eating, it's going to have a hard time bringing people in there all the time. So, yeah, maybe somebody doesn't want to sit in that lounge. Or maybe that lounge isn't as inviting. Maybe the patrons are a little more exclusive and not inclusive. Yeah. Um, I've seen that, too. You know, I, I, I walk into a lounge I, and just, you know, hey, who are you? I don't know you. Yeah, it's hard to have a conversation with somebody. Exactly. And I like to talk. Yeah, and, uh, and, and I try and when I do visit my local lounges, we'll usually hang out with the same group of guys. And we, we have, it's an unspoken rule. No matter who comes through that door, everybody stops talking and everybody greets that person coming through the door. You know, everybody handshakes, you know, how, 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 you, how you doing, you know, uh, you know, and then, you know, then you, you like, so that's just that. Cause that is, you know, scary. You know, I said, I've, you know, even being me, I said, I'll, you know, when amongst my travels, I'll go into a lounge and you walk in that door and there's a ton of people in there just like you just don't know what you're getting into, you know, uh, depending on where you're at, what what kind of community you're in, you know, where, where it's downtown, not, you know, so it's a little, you know, but then when you get those, hey, you know, how's it going? And it's like, oh, yeah, I found my, you know, I found my home, you know, that's why, you know, I, you know, I, I, I pick my lounges. I, I love a Screaming Eagle cigar, you know, in um, Clarksville, Tennessee, if you ever, ever get a chance to go in there. You know, Clarksville. Uh, yeah, Clarksville, and that's right outside of uh, where they hold the uh, the barn smoker um, in uh, Hopkinsville. Oh, yeah, Hopkinsville. When I get up to the barn smoker in there, yeah, um, uh, Hopkinsville, Kentucky, is on the border of Clarksville, Tennessee. So mm -hmm. I always stay in Clarksville because it's only a fifteen minute drive to the barn smoker. Anyways, it's down the street from um, the uh, uh, the military base in uh, in Clarksville. And uh, just you, you walk in and it's just an, a huge, probably one of the biggest lounges uh, that I've been into other than like a, a Borshowitz, Corona, you know, mega, you know, mega lounge. But that, but that's the key. And, uh, you know, that they don't, 
you know, they don't blame the uh, um, the online, you know, either when when they're struggling, that they 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 look inwards, like what can we do? You know, what can we do? You know, um, uh, one of the local lounges uh, down the street from Shabazz at, at Northport. You know, uh, um, um, the tobacco locker. I don't know if you've ever been in the tobacco locker. Not the tobacco locker. No. Okay, so you know, like I said, um, uh, and and they have a, a huge, not huge. They have a very large online presence. You know, luckily they can with just a couple of select cigars, you know, they, they sell quite a few, but I mean, they, they, they hold events, you know, um, a little potlucks. It's somebody's birthday. Hey, you know, so-and-so, you know, 50th is coming up, you know, it's like, let, let's create an event. Let's have some, a dinner, you know, so they're always trying to get people to, to come into their, into their lounges. Now, when you think about what goes on though, and all that, so if you take like the famous smoke letter that they, they wrote, right. Yeah, yeah. That letter, right? I I, I kind of had that in a little handwritten yeah. note here. Yeah. So so when they wrote that letter, there, there's some interesting points they made in there. The first the first point that everybody needs to realize is that famous smoke has been around for 80 years. Yeah. Famous smoke started in a, it, it's a shop. They still have a shop. They still have shops, right? So they are not. I mean, they're brick and mortar also. But he's a smart businessman, right? He saw what was going on, and he grew, and he grew through the ebbs and flows. He survived through all. I think you, you're not in this business 80 years <laughs> if you cannot take the hit when it comes down. You go into recession, you're going to go down, right? I mean, the 90s are horrible, right? Things started hitting, the, the big boom, and then all of a sudden it fell off, right? So people were banking on the boom, and then they couldn't survive after the boom, Yeah. right? Yeah. You know, um, you, you, you take Abe and smoke in, right? What has he got, seven of these, seven of these lounges? Yeah. Okay. It, it, I mean, it, it started off with one after leaving the grocery business. And it kept, kept growing. Oh, by the way, that is a very interesting point because it's this, that's the same mentality that Mario has in Cigar Life because he used to be in a grocery business working with uh, Publix. He understands merchandising. Okay. about... How you merchandise, how you set up your humidors, how you set up, how you deal with the people, right? and, and, and with Mario and, and where to place on the shelves, you know, from the grocery exactly. business, you know, the grocery, you you put you put the cheat, you put that at the bottom, you know, you want the you know face value, the pretty boxes right in the middle. So, so these guys, you know, so it's about the about how you run your business, and you got to be smart. Now, I'm going to tell you, I've been in some places where. I don't know why you're in business. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I look at some lounges. It's like, not even lounges. They like shop with a few seats. It's like, you know, really? Are you really? Are, are you really in the business of selling cigars? Do you even understand? Some don't even understand cigars necessarily. You talk to them, and you get no help in a humidor, right? No, you're not going to survive. You. I mean, you might have your friends and family in there, but you may not survive when things start rolling in this industry in the next two years, because yeah. your selection may start to shrink. Yeah. You know, Tony Costa in the chat panel, him and I were in a lounge um, in um, Connecticut. We went up to the Connecticut barn smoker and uh, I don't know, you know, the, obviously the young lady, you know, was not the owner, but uh, she didn't know Dick about cigars and she didn't know etiquette either you know which was a little irritating you know we were the only two in there long day we just wanted to kick back we just wanted to smoke a cigar chat first time tony and i met you know then uh um 
she'd overhear something and then start chiming in talking to us. And it's just like, you know, calm down, you know, calm down, you know, it's just like leave us, you know? So it's, it's shops like that, that do, you know, it's just not knowing, you know, just anything about cigars. It's, you know, we were in one and uh, Jessica and I, and um, where were we at? I can't remember. Uh, I believe it was St. Augustine and walked into the shop and uh, the guy was just on his phone and then uh, I'm like, hey, you know, uh, you know, we're only in town for the weekend. You know, we stop. You know, I always like to stop in local lounges. You know, what what do you what do you recommend? I always like, what are you smoking? You know, and uh, he's like, uh, what what do you normally smoke? And I'm like, well, lately I've been on a Camacho kick. And he's like, oh, we got a house brand. He's on his phone. He's like, it's in the back. It's just a, a second shelf down. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I was already in there, and I'm like, I didn't have a cigar, so Jessica and I bought a cigar, and I'm like, I will never come back to this place. How are you even in business? You know, now on the other side, now, now the continuing with the famous stuff, right? So part of the battle that you brought up in the beginning of this is this issue around <clears throat> taxation, right? So yes. part of the problem is that there's two, there's two issues that people will bring up about online. One, they have massive buying capability. All right. Big, they grew a business, they got massive buying capability. There's nothing stopping you from the shop buying massive amounts of stuff and having a storage warehouse to put it in. Yeah, yeah. Right? Nothing stopping you from that. So I, I don't accept that argument. Okay, I'm sorry. It's a business. The second one, though, is the taxation. Now, the taxation part, um, he, he, he was upset about how they talked about how the PCA talked about leveling the playing field they were they were all for taxation at the online business um and it's not just cigars i mean let's be real the internet purchasing is going to be taxed it's being in a there's a big push for that if it hasn't already gone through because yeah that was uh uh like uh united states versus wayfair you know that's where that's where that that's that's where that started you get taxed wherever you live, right? Because that's where they're shipping. Yep. Um, so his point, though, was is that when he was, like, in New York, I guess, at one time, and it was these sort of taxations going crazy up there, he moved his operation to Pennsylvania to avoid all of that. Okay, it's fair. But at the same time, if you're doing that to – be able to sell more cigars in your locale, I'm all right with that. Yeah. But now if you're going to start selling that to California or selling back to New York, right? Think about the taxes in New York State. (laughs) Yeah. They're ridiculous. Yeah. Right? Um, If I own a shop in New York and you're going to Famous to buy them or Cigar International to buy them, you're going to get them, even if they don't discount them, you're getting them a whole lot less expensive than you could buy in that lounge. And, yeah, that hurts that the lounges in those high-tax states. So in that case, I think, no, taxation across the board, whatever locale you're in, you have to pay those taxes. Yeah. Okay? You shouldn't be able to get away from that because that does hurt. Now, on the other side – on quantity and discounts, you've got to figure that one out. As it, a it, it, owner. 
Oh, exactly. And, and I know, you know, um, um, I don't, you know, I, I, you know, luckily my sales are at a low enough level to where I don't have to charge tax in every single state. You know, they're never coming after anybody unless you make over an X amount, but all my sales on uh, Etsy um, um, and Amazon, they automatically collect the sales tax. You know, they're a huge company and I don't have to do anything with it. You know, everything here in Florida, you know, I collect the sales tax, you know, I fill out my form quarterly, you know, and I mail my money to the, to the state of Florida. Um, but it's, uh, it, it would be tough if I had, if I had to collect tax personally on, on every state and every zip code and trying to oh, figure it, you know, Oh, it's, 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 it, it is impossible. I mean, there, there's a POS system. You know, yeah. Uh, yo, POS yeah. It, it would be, it, it would be tough and then have to mail that money to each individual state and trying to figure that out. But, but yeah, you know, it was, it was funny because they, in that letter, you know, he made it, he, they did make it seem like the PCA and until you clicked on that link, which took you to where, you know, they say, Oh, they're trying to raise the price of online, you know, the retailers, and no, they were just trying to push the tax thing, and that's all they were really they were you know, so leveling they, the playing field. Exactly. So, so they did make it a little deceiving, uh, you know. If you if you didn't do your research, and then you're like, oh, you know, the PCA, what what are they doing? You know, but it's it was it their job to do that? You know, I I don't I don't know whether it was their job to, you know, to, well, to go to go out. reasons for not yeah. supporting the PCA and. I like, you know, I don't like disingenuous articles. Yeah, I, you're gonna write something. You can say this is what it is, and here's why. You know, he could have said it a little bit differently. He could still say that he's against that um, process. All right, for all the reasons. But I'm sorry. You know, that's consumers. They yeah. have a voice. Yeah, that, that's it. You know, and um, and, and some people, um, no, no matter what, you know, it's. You know, you know me. I have I have local lounges near me. Um, like I said I I don't I I don't get out of my bubble that is my house very often. Um, I, <laughs> I I I I, need, I needed some cigars. I don't know, like three or four weeks ago, um, and I hadn't seen the local lounges, so I went in. I went into the, uh, the tobacco locker. I spent one hundred and fifty bucks. I went down to see Shabazz. I spent one hundred and fifty bucks. You know, and just just picking through, and I'm like, oh, this is. This is new because that's the good thing about a, a, a local lounge versus online. Online, you can see all of this stuff, but it's still kind of a mystery because it's online. You go in and it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to pick up one of these. I'm going to pick up one of these. They're there, you know, but that is still a small percentage of, of the amount of cigars that, that I buy. I go online and I just I just buy. I don't hunt pricing. Um, like I said, my buddy Dan just sent me a message. Uh, um, I gave him a tobacco. And he smoked it, and he goes, "Oh my god, I love this cigar. How much are these?" He's one of those guys. I love you, Dan. If you're watching, I don't think he's chimed in. Listen, don't don't send me a message. How much are these? Because you're sending me a message on your Google device. Google how much a tobacco is. You know, it just you know. But but I sent him a message back. I go, I don't know. I don't know how much cigars are. I don't know how much any cigar is. I just buy cigars. It's not like I have an, an excess amount of money. You know, Cigar Prop does afford me to buy some cigars. So when I'm low on Florida Sun Grown, I go to Corona.com. Bellicoso, I buy a box. You know, it's just, and I say, I don't hunt Florida Sun Grown pricing. I just, I, I pick my online, I just buy the damn box. Now, I mean, we do all get those emails from Fox Cigar, Corona. Uh, famous all those you know and it's, every now and then you'll get that email it's like 
ooh, that sampler is like like 30 bucks. I'm like, all right, I didn't need that, but I'm going to go ahead and buy that. You know, now, but a lot of times I've never they, bought online. You've never bought online. No. You know, I didn't no, just, I don't. you know, it, I, I go to the shop to buy my, if, I, if well, first of all, I go into a shop, I'm always buying at least a cigar or two. Yeah. In the, in the lounge. Oh, yeah. I'll, always, I always buy, I always smoke one and I always take one with me. Yeah. And if there's a, if there's an, if I'm going to like the local shops here that I support a lot and they have an event going on, I'm probably buying a box. From oh, yeah. Cause you always get the swag, you know? So it's yeah, like, you I know, the yeah. swag. And, I'm, and I have membership in these, in this, like, yeah. I have membership in Executive Cigar Lounge and it affords me 25% off boxes. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the other thing, you know, I mean, you get into, you know, and these are smart businessmen again, going back to this, right? If you have a proper membership program, Right, where you get access to first dibs, for instance, of the new stuff that's coming out, and you get 20, 25% off the box, you know, you're competing with the online guys right there. It, 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 yeah. And they're, yeah. And, and, and they're moving product. You know? yeah. It's merchandising, it's just moving product. Product should not stay, first of all, product. My, my my wife is in it was was in fashion merchandising. She got a degree in that and in art, right? And yeah. <clears throat> you know, she always tells me she says, you know, you, you got to think about merchandising. She walks into so many shops and it shocks her that this stuff like sitting there forever. It's like, well, they don't go bad. They just sit because yeah, but that's space. You got to move. Yeah. You know, if things aren't working and they go into a lost leader, you just start to blow them out and you bring something else in, right? And, and 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 make it up because what's sitting on that inventory you got to move that inventory and if you're not moving it maybe you made a bad buy okay yeah for your for your consumers your consumers aren't interested in that so get rid of it but just just sell it out and replace it with something else and listen to your consumers to what they're smoking or what they're interested in you know because sometimes you know consumers look go even in their local shop they're like they don't have this cigar so they yeah. look online and they get it online. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you live in an area where there is no shop, online is the greatest thing in the world, right? You live in some place in Wisconsin where you can't find anything for like 100 miles. Well, it's nice to have Amazon, whoever's delivering it. They, they, yeah. you, get, you get that a couple of days and you, get, you, you have a shipment and you got your cigars. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, and I'm just, you know, I, I'm a guy that's too busy. You know, when I, when I, uh, uh, sat down with uh, um, uh, Steve Saka back in February of 2019, and uh, the the discussion with a couple of the people went to you know like oh good thing Amazon doesn't buy or sell cigars, and then someone mentioned well nobody would buy cigars on Amazon. I go I would. I mean I I you know I buy the bulk of my cigars online because I'm just you know in in time is the, is is an excuse. You know do I have time? Yes, I can get off my damn chair, get away from my computer get off my website and then go to a lounge. But for me, you know, that's going to a lounge. Isn't just stopping in for an hour. For me going to a lounge, that's a four hour, you know, of course it it, experience. And that is a lot of time. You know, I, you, we, we talked earlier about, I, I'm a numbers guy. So everything I do in life, everything I value my time and I undervalue my, my time, but to make it an easy number, I value my time at $25 per hour. Every waking hour, 
you know, or every hour of the day, 24 hours. So for me, when I'm sleeping, I am pissing away money every <laughs> single hour that I am sleeping. And it's ridiculous. And I have a weird brain. So, you know, I go to a lounge, you know, for, for four hours, for five hours. I mean, it's $25 an hour. This cigar just cost me $200, you know, $150, you know, but that, that's just the way my weird brain works. That's why well, I pay. when you walk into that yeah. lounge, you are Kevin Shahan cigar prop I, and you I, need to use that to your I, advantage I, I know because you're going to be selling product if nothing else you're getting your name out you're handing out business cards to people yeah. you're talking to people you're bringing more viewers onto your show it's a marketing experience right when you walk i walk into a lounge it's a marketing experience for me because yeah. i shake hands talk to people who i am blah 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 next thing you know i'm, I'm finding more followers yeah that's why i go to lounges a lot Right. Like I'm going my, my next major venue is going to be the Atlanta market. I'll be shooting up to Atlanta sometime this year. I don't know when, but the Atlanta fans out there, I'm coming up. And my, my good friend, Cigar Mike, he has told me no, over the last three years, you got to come up, Jimmy. I said, I'm coming up. I'm flying up. You pick me up, get, get a hotel and you take me around. And we'll do a complete review of all the cigar lounges you take me to for an extended weekend. And we'll do a bunch of reviews on those. And that's going to be the, 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 the center of the cigar lounges, most likely in 2020. Yeah, you're, you're going to, um, uh, when you know you're going up to Atlanta, definitely let, let me know. Jessica and I want to go back up. We definitely want to go. We, we love Atlanta. Um, uh, the aquarium has a new shark exhibit opening up. Uh, uh, sometime in 2020 here. So we definitely want to go back up for that. <laughs> but uh, uh, Atlanta, I mean, just the Atlanta cigar scene, that is where it's at right now. It's like you got Cam Newton owns a uh, lounge in Atlanta. Um, you're going to be there. You, you, you've got uh, uh, Burn, you know, has a, uh, a lounge in Atlanta. So we definitely want to go, go up to, we want to go up to Atlanta, spend, you know, two or three days up there, hit the aquarium again. We've been up there before, but, and then just start meeting up and um, with, with some of the guys that are up there because a lot of guys from the Atlanta area and Atlanta is a fun place to be. You know, pe people diss Atlanta and everything else, but Atlanta's fun. You know, so um, I'll make sure I go up there with a Boston hat on because you know why. <laughs> because we have we, we have a connection. You know? Yeah, you know, it used to be the it used to be you know the the, the Boston Braves turned into the Atlanta Braves. You know, it's a, there's a relationship here between us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, so super fun, and um, uh, you know, I'll definitely, I'll definitely have a, like a mega herf at a at a lounge or something uh, up there. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it's just I, I'm like I said, I, I'm just one of those guys. I, I'm an I'm an online guy. It's just so much, and and it's the and it's the swag. You know, I was smoking a Henry Clay Warhawk. You know, um, I had, I, and then Corona had a, a five pack and it was like $30 for like a five pack. And then you got like a little knife. Where, where else am I going to get? I'm never going to use the I knife. You talk about I, that I, don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know where that knife is at right now. Just to let you know. But, um, but I mean, how do you, how do you pass up a deal like that? Because you cannot, you know, that that's a, you know, a $7, $8 per stick. You know, in a lounge, you know, you, you multiply that by five, you know, and, and then plus you get some free stuff. It's it's tough. You know, it, it's definitely I, I don't envy, you know, lounge owners you know, of having to, 
you know, now Shabazz over at Northport Cigars, he just started a thing. He's got to sign up that he'll match any online price on, on cigars. That, yeah, smart business, right? It's smart, smart, you know, smart, smart business, you know, uh, you know, hoping. It's, harder, it's easy because there's no taxes. So exactly. It's very easy. To do. Very easy, you know, which is, which is brilliant for him. So he may lose money on that cigar because you go in there because you're after this one particular box. But you're like the rest of us. You go in there and like, ooh, what is that? What is that? He's not you know, lose money. he's not losing money. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's discounting, but he's I mean, he's still making money. Right? Yeah, we know, we know yeah. how the pricing works. He's still yeah. making money. Exactly. Not, and I've never, I've never talked pricing with any lounge owner, any maker. So I don't know what the typical markup of a cigar is. I know. Keystone. What's that? It's all keystone. What do you mean? In other words, whatever the wholesale price is to no. the lounge, it's a very basic formula that they have, right? So if if the wholesale price to the lounge is four fifty, yeah, the cigar is nine dollars. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's so that simple. Yeah. Now some add a premium to that, you know, they'll they'll they'll. And and that's that's why I hear. Yeah, that's where you know, and then they say Davidoff is a little bit less than you know, you make a little bit less on you know, but I I don't know if right. you know so and some shop and some some companies like I think I think like Davidoff and and maybe even they they may have a fixed price you can't sell for more than what what the MSRP is or they got some deal they cut with you but yeah 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 you, that's how it works yeah you can't yeah I think Davidoff's the the stickler you can't go you can't go too far over. But then you can't go. They they give you a minimum number. Yeah, you can't go well. too far under because they don't want you discounting Davidoffs. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 exactly. You don't want to be known as uh, uh, that guy. So, but yeah, um, I tell you, you, bring, you bring up that Henry Clay and 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 you know I don't know if you seen the article we put out last night, uh, shirtless Mike and I. So we were listening to your show as we were doing this. So we we were listing out like we had seventeen sites that we scoured. And uh, we listed, um, ha had a list of all of the cigars that were on yep. these top 25 sites. Yep, yep. You know, we had over 250 cigars on that across 17 sites. And Half Wheel just put out theirs, which is even more sites. Yeah. It's like over 500 plus cigars on all these sites. So a lot of cigars people talking about. But what was amazing is I sat back and said, let's look at the ones that showed up on the, the most on multiple lists, right? And we looked at it. There was like it was there was a seven times, a six times, and a five times. That's why we have eleven cigars. We said these are eleven cigars you might want to pay attention to. And the I, I believe the, um, uh, the, the the Henry Clay, the Henry yeah. Clay, I think is on that. And I, I looked at that, and, and some of those I haven't had that cigar, and I haven't had the Epernay either from Illusioning. So yeah, I'm same like, here. You yeah. know, I look at those cigars, the ones that are on that list, I'm going out and buying those cigars. Yeah. I'm going to review every one of them because I'm curious because these are cigars that people were talking about most. Yeah. Right. Across the board. Doesn't matter whether it was one or 25, it's on somebody's list. Somebody has a list. They smoke, like me, they smoke hundreds of cigars, hundreds of cigars in a year, and only 25 make it. So it's pretty, it's a big accolade to just be on the list anywhere on that list. Oh, yeah. And those, and those lists vary dramatically <laughs> on, on what's on them. 
because yeah. based on what people smoked, what they had, what they didn't, you know, maybe they didn't have this one. I know the ones, some of the ones I get, people don't have, they don't even know about. Yeah. Because it's a boutique list, and that's another story. But that Henry Clay, I'm really interested in because I hear a lot of people talking about it. And I remember way back in the day, I had a Henry Clay once, one of the original Henry Clays. Oh my God, that was the worst. <laughs> it, I, it left literally in my, I, it was just a horrible taste yeah. in my mouth. I was like, I couldn't get it out of my mouth for like a whole day. Yeah, you know, it was just lingering. It was like this is horrible. So I never went back to Henry Clay, but I'm going to tell you what, things have gotten a lot better. Yeah. All cigars across the board have gone up a bar. Okay? They, they they've had to, you know, because everybody, you know, everybody's making a cigar nowadays. Everybody can own a cigar company and they can blend a cigar. I mean, it's getting a little harder, you know, um, but um. There's just, there's so many good companies out there. So many people making good cigars. You can't make a mediocre cigar. Actually, there are still companies that make mediocre cigars. You know, but most but, guys that are in this, that are in the business of making their own cigar. And let's see, I made my own cigar. Yeah. Yeah. Marie, tell me about that. Yeah. And I've gotten some, I've got some decent reviews on it. You know, um, not published, but people said, hey, they liked, you know, they talked about it. They told me what they got out of it. I was like, that's kind of what I wanted. And the secret is you, you, you don't have a factory. You don't have fields, right? You look at a lot, you look at the Viva La Vida, right? Yep. That's an AJ cigar, right? These guys reach out, and they're on the number list. They, they, they reach out to AJ, and AJ loves that cigar so much. Yes. I don't know if you know this, that AJ yep. took over distribution of that cigar for them. Yep. Okay, because he, he says it fits a spot in his portfolio that he doesn't have a cigar for. It, it, and then and then I wonder, you know, on that cigar, you know, and, and you wonder on some of these cigars because you know it and I know it, you know, that, that like some, some of those, that very well could have been a cigar AJ had at one time that didn't do well for AJ. But you keep but you keep that blend because you know because you wonder with you know the FDA crackdown and everything else people are coming out with these new cigars every single year and it's like mm, how are you doing that you know in it's the a vault yeah yeah you know you and, get, you, hey you, look I got this in the year two thousand yeah you it, know it didn't sell well for me yeah I did want to have it. But, 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 but I have the recipe for it. And then maybe maybe it was a good cigar then, you know. And, and I said, and I smoke plenty of boutique cigars that are light. And I know because being in this industry, I know that's what it is. And it's just like, and I'm always thinking when I'm smoking, I'm like, how did this cigar not take off for the person that originally made it? This is a fantastic cigar, you know, and you just you just never, you know, I guess I guess you never know what's gonna take off, what's not. And sometimes it's remember it's there's a formula, right? Yeah. yeah. So we got a formula. This is this is what's in this. This is how it's blended. This is where leaves go and all that. Um, but it could have been that crop. Yeah. It could have been that year. It was just a, it, maybe that leaf wasn't that good. Same leaf you get now, right? Yeah. And maybe the crop of that leaf was is much better than happened to be in the one that they're selling now. You know, and, and that's what makes me 
I'm amazed at companies like Fuente, right? Yeah. You pick up a Fuente short story, okay? That cigar, since the day it was out, smokes the same, tastes the same. It's exactly the same. It's never budged from what it was, right? That yeah. Hemingway, all right? The, the the these guys you know and Davidoff does the same thing right they are able to produce the same experience year after year on their core line of cigars and I sit there I go do they have all this leaf well you know, it's like, I, it's I, I I I I don't understand it you know and and I and I try you know and and say you know we take like uh, the Liga Bravada T fifty two I've talked to Willie. And I talked to a couple people about this, and it's like, how, how do you do that? I, you know, and the last time I, I sat down with Willie, and not on camera, just talking, I go, do you have some Liga Pravada T52s from ten years ago? And then every now and then, you know, like like Major League Baseball, they have baseballs locked up in a climate controlled area throughout time. You know that they they save balls, so they always have that. You know, they come out oh. the new ball, someone's like. Hey, you know, I said, I think this is hitting a little bit different or this feels They're like, okay, let's go pull one out from <laughs> 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, and we can compare it, you know? And so I always wondered that with cigar makers, are they keeping some of these cigars in, in a vault? And then Willie, you know, told me, he goes, no. And he goes, we just, we just know our cigars, the people that, that are making them just know the yeah. cigar making And I'm like, I'm thinking like that's impossible. That can't be, you know. How yeah, you they know? have massive quantities. Yeah. You see, they company like Drew Estate. I mean, they have massive quantities of leaf that it, it been used over and over again. You know, so I think it's pretty spectacular what they do. It it, it is amazing how you know, and then a lot of these companies like like you know, which are the good ones like Dr. Gabby Caffey with Caffey 1901 cigars. It's vertically integrated. You know, he doesn't go, he doesn't go outside his box for nobody, you know, you know, uh, owns the fields, makes the cellophane, makes the boxes, makes the cigars, you know, he can, you know, he can do it all so that that quality control is there. And then he can turn around and make cigars for other companies that are, that are fantastic cigars. So it's, um, I, I don't know. It's, I always wanted to make to make my own cigar and uh, never like like Caribbean Hante. I don't know if he's still still watching or not, but uh, you know to, <laughs> to go out and jump in and you know make you know buy cigars and you know buy a, you know like hey you know I, I want to buy you know I want cigars and I'm sure Doctor Caffey's like all right I'll make you ten thousand cigars. You're like oh, you know, what, what I did is I connected up with one of my sponsors, Providencia Cigars who makes that Boston Jimmy private stock. I said, I'm having a 60th birthday. Um, I need a hundred cigars because for people that are coming, I figured if I, I want to make sure I got one for everybody. I told him um, the factory and what they use is uh, Javier Mendez down in Honduras. And I said, I want a San Andreas wrapper, a Sumatra binder, and Ometepe and a lot of fillers. That's what I want. I said, I don't have time to sit and go back and forth. I trust you will figure out what I want. I said, here's what I expected to taste like. Yeah. And I went through my profile of what I expected. I knew I would get some cocoa out of it. I'd get some fruit out of it, a little spice in certain spots. I kind of told them where I want it. 
And they nailed it, okay? They nailed what I wanted out of that, okay? I'm very pleased with what they did. But here's the best part. Those 100 cigars, they cost me like $3.30 a piece. And I've got another 100 small batch, another 100 coming in March. And I looked at my wife, I'm like going, maybe I should just order like a (laughs) 1,000. I'll just have Boston Jimmy's around me all the time, right? And and everybody called me and say, oh, I want one. How do I get one? I'll buy one. I said, they're not for sale. The only way you get a Boston Jimmy is I run a contest. I meet you at a shop. I'll have them with me. Here is my cigar. I don't sell them. And the best part of that is, I believe, because of that, the FDA can't – I'm not in that, that, that zone. Because I'm yeah. not selling these cigars. I'm buying these cigars as a personal stash of cigars for me. Yeah, yeah. For me. And if I give you one, here you go. It's no charge. Here you yeah. Go. Have, a, have a cigar. Pink Floyd. Boom. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that, that's it. You know, one, one day I said it's – I've talked to Dr. Gabby Caffey, so I, you know, I've got, I've got a cigar in mind that, that, that I want to try, but. Yeah, tell them to make you a couple hundred. Yeah, you know, and, and, I, and I should, because I asked them for a single box before, and, uh, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I, know, I, know, I know what that's like, you know, it's just like, I'm like, hey, just go to the guy that's making it, can like, hey, can you just tweak this and do this for me, and I, I, I say it's that easy, but, it, but it's not, it's not that, uh, um, that easy at all. But I, I want to go back a, a, a few minutes. Did you watch Half Wheels, uh, um, Charlie Minotta? Did. Did, did you watch that? Yes, I, was, I did. I was a little taken back at the end. Maybe I took it the wrong way, but he was a little hard on YouTube reviewers. That, that, um, or he was hard on anybody that doesn't have a detailed list on um, – on the cigar rating system. Yeah, he did go hard on the YouTube. You know, and um, guys. and, and uh, it's um, I don't know. I was um, uh, I was a little offended a little bit, you know, because you know he you know he hyped up you know cigar coop, you know oh coop has this stringent, you know you send coop a um a cigar and uh, it's got to rest in his humidor. I think the last time I was talking with coop, it's six weeks. It's got to be in there six weeks. He doesn't he doesn't touch it. You send him you send him a box. You send. You send them four, you know, just like, that's it. It's going in there. I'll get to it, you know, no less than six weeks from now. You know, um, I mean, anything from the show. Yeah. I don't, I don't uh, usually review that for at least three to four months. Yeah. So, you know, so, so, sometimes it needs, you know, it needs settling. You know, I know the, uh, uh, the Cigar Medics Humidimeter has really helped me, you know, on my reviews on at least making sure that the cigar I'm smoking is, you know, at least properly humidified, you know, so at least, at least that's, that's one key, but it was like, you know what? I mean, and I don't diss a rating system. I, I just never, you know, I, I, I never rated cigars, you know, I do rating systems for years. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and I just I like, talked about them. Yeah. And, you, and, and you then I found and, out that these guys like, they like numbers. They, they like numbers. You not know, not the like, consumer. The consumers split on that. They could care less about it. Exactly, you know, and the manufacturers uh, like. Yeah, exactly, you know, and, and we always and we and we rate everything on a, on a scale of one to a hundred, which every single cigar ever Except made, developing you know, you know start, start you know starts off with an eighty-eight. You know, you rarely ever come across anything over under an eighty-eight, and they never go above a ninety-four. And it's like, well, why don't you just do like 
six to ten. Yeah, no. Start, I, I started at ninety six last year. I realize that my number is probably a little higher. And again, I tell people, don't always look at the number. Just look yeah. at mine. Look at others and compare and just see if you know. You understand my range. Yeah, yeah, you, and, and you talk about burn. You talk about a lot more than than other people do. So I mean, you you can I can understand by reading your review how you came across your number. Yeah, very transparent. What, what, which tell is you good. exactly why. You know, just points. but some of these you know some of these uh, sites out there that just talk about the cigar, what you know, what what they liked, what they didn't like, and then give it a ninety four, and you don't know where that number came from. At least you start, and then you got plus minus. So at the end of the day, I understand how you came across your number. You know, so your number could be so your number could be a little bit lower, but then it's like okay, so you had a little bit of a, a burn issue. So I'm like, all right, so I'm gonna take that. Maybe he got a bad one. You know, he had a little bit of a burn issue or or whatever. So you know, so at least I can I can understand where you're coming from with your numbers. Now for me, I, I don't know. I'm just not I. I I don't know. I guess I would. I don't know where to begin on a on a number. So I just I just like cigars, or I don't like them. Just do your uh, thing, man. Exactly. Yeah. Thing. I, I tell don't worry people about like, what anybody yeah. says. You do your thing. You are Kevin Shahan. You yeah. You, are you know. Prop. You do your thing, and people yeah, you follow know. you. Enjoy and, it. And and hopefully, you know, when when you you know that's why you know Jessica. You know, we 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 love. We're like Frankie and Miguel from the Bakersfield Gentlemen. You know, at least there's uh -huh. two, two of us. You know, we, we don't always agree. Sometimes we do agree. And, um, you know, like I said it's just, I don't know, for, for me this year, through 2019, it was it was a cakewalk. It was easy because, like I said, when I was going through my list, I, I had five cigars out of all the cigars on my list that I had multiple or at least one box in the humidor. You know, and I'm like, that was an easy one. That cigar was so good, I went out and bought a box. And then on some of the cigars – I was on my second box, my third box. So it's like, well, that was a that was a no brainer. You, you rank your cigars based on how many boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And those you are know, the ones that you feel are the best. Exactly, but then and then Charlie yeah. and yeah, and then to but for Charlie to say that that person that had the list where the um, um, the CAO Brasilia was number one on their cigar, and he's like, that's a cigar that's been out before Half Wheel even you know was in existence. How could that be a number one cigar? And I'm like, well, that's kind of a shitty thing to say because that was a good cigar to that guy. And that Brazilian is a big cigar. That was a cigar, a that's a cigar that cigar. that guy smoked that year. And I'm gonna be, and, and, and I'm gonna be, you know, a little honest on this. Okay, I, 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 well, this year I actually have some 2018s that slipped in because I had them, still hadn't reviewed them yet, and I owe, yeah. I owe that to the manufacturers that gave them to me, right? Um, but in the end, if I smoke a Brasilia today, it may not be the same Brasilia I smoked five years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, it, may, so there's nothing wrong with having that on a list. It's your, it's your list. It's, it's you. It, this is it. If I have, you know, I, I, I did three years ago, I think I did a thing where I went out and I remembered the cigars I used to smoke back in the 90s. And I went out and I went out and bought different cigars, right? I bought like a Hoyo, the Excalibur, right? The Short Story. I, I bought these different cigars and I did a little thing on it and I smoked them and I rated them and I said, you know, this is this is a throwback, okay, review. And how did the, how are they performing today, right? 
Yeah. I love the Oz Excaliburs. I mean, I, I bought boxes of those back in the 90s. You know, but your palate changes. And it's always good to go back to some of your old staples that maybe you're not smoking anymore and go, does it taste good? Is it, is it my palate anymore? Yeah. I, I lived in Germany for a year on assignment and I was smoking Cuban cigars for a whole year, all <laughs> kinds of Cuban cigars I was smoking. And I came back to one of my lounges, not here anymore, um, but a friend of mine, Steve, owned it. And I came back, and first thing I did is I picked up a double Chateau. And I loved that cigar back then. I picked up a double Chateau. I fired it up, smoking, and I said, what the hell what they do to this cigar? And he looked at me and he goes, Jimmy, you've been smoking Cubans for the last year. Your palate has completely changed oh, yeah. on, on the flavors. And yeah, so there's nothing wrong with that cigar. It's just that your you you your your palate has experienced something that it hasn't experienced. And you've been training it for the last year on that. You know? So it is what it is. It's your list, you make your list, you enjoy the list. And it, people tell tell you, ah, that shouldn't be on there or that shouldn't be on there. Well, I'm not telling you what shouldn't be on your list. Don't tell me what shouldn't be on my list. It's my list. Take it, it for what it's worth. It, exactly. And we'll, we'll get back to the palate thing in a, in a second. Um, uh, Quakes 30, what wine is Boston um, Jimmy drinking? Oh. And I want to say hello to Caesar from uh, Smoking Lead. So, and then, and then do you normally pair with wine? Um. I have a variety of things. It's my mood. Um, I've been I've been getting into wine dramatically over the last couple of years. I belong to a number of different wine clubs, some Wall Street Journal Club, some other ones. These particular uh, wines I just recently got in. Um, they come from a there's a site called uh, NakedWines.com. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, okay. and um, you basically are a an angel sponsor. These are boutique wines, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? These like cigars, you know, these guys create wines, go to a vineyard, create wine, put a label on it, put some stuff on it, and then it could be your wine too, who knows? Yeah. But this particular one is called an F. Stephen Miller Winter Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, it's, got, it's a little tannic, um, but uh, it's got some nice fruit notes to it, berry coming through. Um, little obviously it's dry. It's a cabernet, so it's dry. It's going well with the Norteño. I'm gonna have to do something here, Kevin, real quick. My phone's gonna die. All right. So I want to do something here. I'm gonna unplug this headset. I know you hate this. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. All right. No echo. Nope. No echo. All right. Let me go plug my phone and keep the show going for one second. I need to get the charger. All right. So what's what's going on? Let me let me get back at uh, um, uh, try wine and ciders. Let's see. I pair my homebrewed beer and bourbons, and uh, I just I'm not. I got out of beer probably like two years ago, and I just I can't get back into beer anymore. And and I and I love Guinness, and I love Murphy's Irish Red. You know, I, I mean, I'm obviously if I'm going to drink a beer, it's going to be a darker um, a, a darker beer. But um, I don't know. Just just haven't gotten into um, um, beers anymore. Uh, looks like like me and Boston do like a uh, great baseball teams. <laughs> yeah, good God. So uh, um, uh, yeah, it's your it's your money. Smoke what you want to smoke. I, I I agree. Smoke what you want to smoke. 
Um, and if it pairs well with his Bacardi and Diet Coke, everything pairs well with their Bacardi yeah, and Diet Coke. Everything pairs with Bacardi and Diet Coke. You know, and and, and, and occasionally, the, uh, you know, I, on that rare occasion, I think it only happened three or four times last year that that there wasn't a, a cigar that paired well with Bacardi and Diet, but it all but it ended up pairing well with um, the Bacardi, uh, like the Añejo uh, uh, or whatever, like fifteen, whatever, a seven, eight, whatever the darker rum is. So if it doesn't, so there's always a Bacardi that will go with a cigar. So just uh, you can never. Um, um, Dan Cullen, what's going? What's up from Mass? What is going on? <laughs> love that weather up there. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll go. Kevin, I'm going to do something here. I'm just going to check my phone to make sure I'm charging. So all right, that that's not a problem. I just click um, this. Coke, Coke Zero. Um, if if I'm at a lounge and uh, and they don't have a uh, Bacardi or or any, well, if they don't have Bacardi, I really don't. I don't drink any alcohol really but uh, i'm a diet dr pepper guy i like diet dr pepper i'm a diet i'm a diet person so yeah okay frontline mo you know dr pepper you know I, I just think the um uh the dr pepper for me has too much of a bite so that's why i like the uh, uh the diet uh, the diet part of that cream uh, soda cream soda is uh is is great now uh, um bill at the tobacco locker does have and it's a and it's and it's weird to say it but it's a uh, um um like a microbrew, whatever you call that boutique beer, and it's like a banana beer, and it really pairs well with uh, uh, with with just about any cigar, and it's uh, uh, super cool. So, but um, but yeah, going back to the palate, you know, it's uh, I was off of um, um, Rocky Patels for almost a year, and um, I just I just couldn't I couldn't get you know I, I just got burned out. Just my palate was changing. And so a couple times this year, I, I revisited Rocky, and I really like some of the stuff that, that Rocky's doing, you know, and then plus revisiting some of the older stuff, the 90, the 92, you know, it's the like edge oh, Sumatra. Yeah, the Edge Sumatra, you know, it's just I'm like, oh, you know, that's a, a, a that's a great cigar, you know, and, and Rocky, you know, and his problem is he's got so many damn cigars, you know, it's like, God, that guy is just, you know. <laughs> Ten ten thousand skews, I think, is what uh what what. And he, sometimes what is old is new with a new label, and you know he's a genius in what he does. He, he, he's like he, he he's like Gurkha, right? They, yeah. They're able to churn things out, and and it just people they flock to it. You got to follow what you get a following. It's it, it's amazing. People will be loyal to you. It, exactly, you know, and, uh, and and you just wonder how many of the uh, and I and I know Rocky blends for a lot of people too, and I know uh, at least three boutique makers that that Rocky blends, and then when you want a cigar blended by Rocky, you don't, you know, and and I don't say ever, I don't want to paint that because I don't want to say anything that that that, uh, that that I shouldn't, but for the three makers that I know that, and they'll say Rocky makes my cigar. They had zero input in that cigar. You know, they they, appro they approached him like, "Hey, I would like to make a cigar," and it was like, "Okay, Rocky's okay. Here, here's what we have available in our recipe. You know, we'll, we'll you know, you get eight cigars, ten cigars. We'll send you five of each. You tell us which one you want. We start putting your label on it. Uh, there's no guarantee that someone else isn't going to have that same label." You know, so there could be another cigar out there. And that's just, and I'm not saying at all that he does that. I know 
three people that that are like that. I can tell you, um, I don't know how Rocky does it, but um, I had one of my other local shops here. He wanted a house blend. So I had taken, we took a trip down to the Dominican and Ryan Gallimore, when he was doing his swinger cigars, yeah. down with him, he brought us into some factories. And the factory that he was working with was Casa Cuevas. Okay, yeah. Before, before Lewis was producing his own cigars, he was making all these cigars. He also makes Ger some Gurkha cigars in that factory. Um, and what they did is when they were going to make this house blend, what they did is they came, we sat in the boardroom, and they came out with a tray of cigars. There's like 12 of them. Everything from the most mild to the boldest. And we sat there for hours just trying different different cigars, checking them out. And then you'd settle on and uh, one of them. And you say, I like this, but I kind of like a little more towards the, the right on the back end and a little more towards the left on the front end. And he says, okay, no problem. They go back. They gave it to a roller. He came back with the cigar. <laughs> it's like, try this. You know, it's kind of fresh, but it, it gives you the idea. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, that's kind of what I want. And then they place the order. So that's how they that's how they did it. It was it was an amazing process to watch. Now 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 that's good to do it that way. You know, going back like a, um, uh, the shop I was talking about, Screaming Eagle Cigars, they have um, uh, their own house brand, and it's a Rocky Patel. But they tell you, like I said, this is just. Uh, I think it was one of the edge, but it was Rocky Patel edges. It's just it's an edge. It has our band on it, and they're they're up front with it, and they're saying this is what you know. We we like Rocky. You know we you know we we sell a lot of Rockies. You know they have a huge following in their community, especially with the military base there. Military owned you know, owns the uh, or you know veterans own the place. So a lot of people just want you know. I bought some of their cigars because I wanted the cool band as well. You know, and they, they don't try to hide it that it's just, and they'll tell you up front, this is a Rocky Patel edge, whatever, you know, with, with our, with our band on, you know, so, so yeah, so that, that has its place, you know, uh, the Rocky Patel sun grown Maduro, Kevin Corbliss, fantastic cigar. I love that cigar. You know, that was a, that was a really, really, really good cigar. Um, so, and then, so what do you, what are you smoking lately? What is your, what is your, I, and, and I asked this uh, um, last night. I think I, I've, I've asked this, you know, yeah, it was uh, um, with uh, Jason Falkenberger with uh, um, Ash Quarterly. So Boston Jimmy gets up in the morning and you, you're going to, you, you're not drinking wine in the morning, I'm assuming. It's a, 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 a cup of coffee. You don't know what you want. You just, you're groggy eyed. You walk over to your humidor, you open it up, you have that cigar that you know it's just it's just your cigar you, you just don't know what your your brain's not thinking you pick that cigar up because you know you're going to love it every time what is that that morning cigar for boston jimmy so i don't smoke a cigar during the week until around 11 30 12 o'clock in the afternoon really you don't, you're not a morning i don't start a cigar till then um, mainly because the cigar I'm smoking is usually the one I'm reviewing because I review a cigar on a clean palate um, before I eat, before, after breakfast, clean palate, before lunch. That helps me understand the strength of the cigar because I got a little yeah. something in my belly, yeah. but not a lot in my belly. Yeah. Right? Um, and, 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 I, and I appreciate you doing that because you're one of the few people that, that I've met that review cigars 
that say that. I don't, you know, like if you see a review for me, that's my first cigar of the day. I don't, you know, there are guys that that say that they can smoke two or three cigars and still give an honest opinion at the end of the day, and I call bullshit. Um, that I, I don't I don't think it's possible. Go, 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 go to the PCA and smoke eight cigars in a day, or 12 cigars in a day, and then the last one, tell me what you think you taste. And yeah. But, um, but on a weekend, on a Saturday, so to answer the question on a Saturday, okay, I wake up in the morning with the dog. I got work to do. Go outside on the patio. Dog runs around, chases the squirrels. Um, some of my go-to cigars, um, a uh, underground chain. Hands down, underground chain. I got a box of them. I run out yeah. by a box. Does one of the great morning cigars for me. Um, uh, I've I I don't mind a Perdomo, Connecticut. Okay, in the morning. All right, it's always going to be kind of a Connecticut cigar in the morning. Okay, like yeah. And it's like I just like a Connecticut cigar. I like a nice mild cigar in the morning. Um, mild to medium, but that that's pretty much where I'm at. Um, sometimes I'll go in the humidor and say, hey, you know, what do I got laying around in there? Uh, another one would be the um, uh, uh, the Hireman Solomon Traveling Man. Yeah. That's one of my favorite cigars to smoke in the morning or, or you know, just, just even in the mid-afternoon when I got nothing to do, just sit back and just enjoy that cigar. Um so 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 on on the on the flip side of that, um, what is your um, so so you know so that's Saturday morning, Saturday evening, you know uh, uh, you, uh, you 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 have a, a heavy meal, maybe some Mexican, maybe a, a steak and baked potatoes, and you you want to 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 finish your evening with a cigar. What's your what's what's the evening evening cigar? That's uh, that can vary a lot. That's that, that, that's a hard that's a harder one than a breakfast cigar. I would say because well, one if I think about what I've got in my humidor that I go to, um, I would definitely be smoking a Jacob's Ladder from Southern Draw. Okay, which gives me that nice smooth strength, and I, I have to have a full stomach to smoke that. Um, an LFD Double Lajero It's another one, which is probably one of the few cigars that if I don't have something to eat, and even if I do have something to eat, I get very woozy on that cigar. <laughs> All right? It's, it, Lito just knows how to kick my ass. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, so I, I, enjoy, I enjoy that. I've got a few of them hanging in the humidor all the time. And if I don't, I go pick them up at the shop. Um... Some of the ones recently that that I've I've had is um, well I would smoke a Norten a regular Norteño yeah okay after a big meal I think that goes very well um, or even a Liga you know a Liga Provada nine or a T fifty two goes great after a big meal I'm not gonna smoke that in an empty stomach either no no not not thank not you at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, uh, now, is there? Are you? You know, which, which, which I don't. I honestly don't know. Um, is there a dessert cigar for you? Is there? Are you an? In, are you against infused cigars? Or are no, you? I, is, I, there, I, is there anything? 
the other the other day I was just posted out. I was just smoking a dessert cigar. I was smoking a fat fat bottom Betty. Great cigar. I mean, sometimes when I just want to have something completely different, man, I'll I'll pick one of those up. Um, I do have some. I know you just recently did some things on Lars Teton's. Um, I have some of his in there that I've got to actually review. So it's the, the the problem I have is I would love to smoke that and just enjoy it, but I know I got to sit down and review it. So it's kind of sitting in a human <laughs> waiting for me to have that moment when I want to smoke something that is completely different than what my palate used to. And I'll even go into like you know another one I really I really really enjoy is the uh, the the uh, um, the new Drew Estate um, uh, Cuba Arte. Yes, I think that cigar, even though it's it's infused, right? It is not a typical acid cigar, right? Yeah. I mean, I have, we we put out a video review that Mike Holmes and I. And I actually got to put out a real review on it. But, you know, that cigar, the first third of that cigar is Cuba Cuba all the way. Yeah, yeah. Just flat out, there it is. It's it's a Cuba Cuba. You wouldn't know much difference if, if you didn't know what it was. But then it does this radical change where suddenly all that good premium tobacco that they use in all the acid cigars, but in that particular one, starts to come through. And you're not tasting the infusion as much it's very very mild in the background there's no pastiness in your mouth that you get from some of the acids like a blondie or something like that it just yeah get that pasty you don't get that and it's just a very enjoyable two-thirds after it and the first third wasn't bad either because it gave you a nice little different you know on the palate exactly now have you smoked the uh, the uh, the acid 20 the 20th anniversary i did i like the cuba arte better yeah, and both of those have to are on my review list this year. I, I, you know, I let everybody go crazy with it. I'll go and do a review on them this year. All right, now, now, uh, and I haven't reached out to shirtless Mike because this might be more up his alley. Have you smoked one backwards yet? <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you a funny story about cigars in general. Yeah. So I had an old friend of mine here, old Cuban friend, owned the Cuban restaurant in town for years, had his own cigar shop also. And then he closed the shop and he had a little, he had a little shop outside his house where he would do all his rolling. And I would go over there after work and I would spend a couple hours with him every day. He taught me so much about cigars. We would just sit there and smoke his cigars, his own, all his hand rolls. And one of the things he did, which I have people tell me I'm crazy, but here's what happens. You take the leaf, you devein the leaf. Yeah. Right? That leaf, if you light it one way, it goes, you turn it around, it doesn't burn the same way. Yeah. It does not burn the same way. You have to put that leaf on the cigar the right way. If you put it the opposite way, it doesn't give you the right burn. I have manufacturers tell me I'm crazy. All right. But I saw it. I witnessed it. I said, that is pretty amazing to me that that works. 
So taking a cigar, turning around, smoke it the other way. Yes, I have, and no, it does as well the same way. It's, like, it's you know, I I I tell you, like I said, and and I've said it, and and I've said it a hundred times. I said ever since I I pioneered uh, uh, the the smoking the cigar backwards. I you know that was last year's buzz yeah, thing. I saw that. You know, um, I have yet I have been in lounges where I have bought a Camacho Criollo. I have yet to smoke one the correct way since I smoked that cigar backwards. Really? It is a cigar that is so much better backwards. I said, I, really? I, 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 you know, I smoke it. I've got them in my humidor. I've bought them at lounges. I don't smoke it forward anymore. I can't. That cigar blew me away. Now, the acid, Cuba Cuba. I want, I want you and Mike to go out because I've had Brad Reith. Um, and who else? Oh, I can't remember who it was. This is the Cuba Cuba Challenge here. The, the Cuba Cuba Challenge, and I, and I can't remember who it was. Um, God, that we were interviewing on the Bearded Bro Show, and um, uh, he wouldn't do it, but uh, he had like the shop managers go get a Cuba Cuba, and 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 we dared him to to be able to tell that it was a Cuba Cuba smoked back when he smoked it backwards. He says we we're full of crap. They cut it, lit it, smoked it backwards, blown away <laughs> that it was still a Cuba Cuba. Um, so I challenge you and Mike to grab um, a, a Cuba. Uh, you know, I tell people that want to try it. Still you with know, you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I tell people to any cigar that they know, like the back of their hand, the cigar they smoked a hundred of, try it backwards and tell me. That it doesn't, it doesn't smoke. Now I've done it with several cigars. Some cigars don't smoke properly backwards. Um, they'll unravel. They just don't burn right. So, but the, the the Cuba Cuba will burn just as good backwards. And I'm telling you, it's just it's gonna blow your mind, Jimmy. You know, it's gonna. Have you ever done the? Run the cigar underwater and then smoke. You know, um, uh, there was an. Uh, uh, Somewhere in, in 2019, I would say mid-year, um, and I don't know if it was Cigar Craig or if it was someone else because someone had mentioned it, and then I, I almost positive it was Craig Vanderslice that said that his either someone he knew or family member would always run every cigar, run it underwater, or if they were in a lounge, they would lick the entire thing, which is a little weird. I used but, to do uh, that. And uh, and I haven't and and I haven't tried it because I forgot about it until you just mentioned it, because apparently way back in the day that's what you did with cigars. You ran well, you it would the whole cigar. You take the whole cigar like yeah. this. You lick the whole cigar and get it all moist because people didn't have humidors. Yeah, the average Joe didn't have humidors like we have today. And that's what they did. They just kind of like moistened it up and they got it smoking. It, 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 exactly. And uh, Kevin Corbels has to you cut the head off like you would if you were smoking it the correct way. Yeah, I would just, um, for me, a lot of times I just I just cut the head off. Cut the li a little bit, you know, just so you can get it lit and it doesn't unravel. And then a lot of times the, the foot you end. Cut it out of the shoulder. Yeah, you know, so and then on the, on the lit end, just, you know, sometimes I'll V-cut it just because I'm used to a uh, – um, a, a B cut. So, um, a leaf light. I had a Julius Caesar with a damaged head a couple weeks ago, so I had to smoke it backwards, and it was uh, and it was uh, uh, pleasant. So, yeah, it's um, so um, talking about cutting. So, um, two two questions here. While we still got you, what, what is your favorite cut? 
Um, and then we'll go to the next question. I'm what a traditional you... guy, I just do a straight cut across the shoulder. Do you? You're just out. You're, you're every you're... single cigar I review is a straight cut across the shoulder. One because I like it that way. Yeah. Two because I want it consistent across all reviews because a cut yeah. can make a difference. Oh yeah. I want everybody to know that that's how I do it. So there's no difference between A, B, or C. The only difference is. A torpedo or a Bellicoso. I was just going to ask. Yeah. I do a 45. Oh, so you do cut it on a bias. So I do a, I do a cut of 45, puts the smoke up into the palate, smoke it the right way. And I don't cut, and for those that don't know, I, you don't cut a chisel. Yes. Yeah. Chisel. Yeah. You don't. You pinch you know, it. Yeah. You, you, you pinch, pinch it. it open you know, up. It's a patented. It is patented. Yeah. It's, it, and, uh, and up until 2019, that was the only cigar that held a patent for the chisel tip. Now, and then right. I, I was reading something, half wheel or coupe. Someone else now has a patent on some type of uh, uh, tip on a cigar. And I can't for the life of me remember what it was. But, uh, yeah, forever, like, they're the only ones that had a uh, – and that was weird just to, you know, just to uh, – and, you know, I never squeeze it, but I'll put it in my mouth and just bite down on it to – You just, to, yeah. you just pinch it. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and the, the leaf just flips up on it. Yeah. And it just pours the smoke in, you know. And, like, my old Cuban friend of mine told me what they used to do. She says, you know, you think about it, they didn't have cutters back then, right? Yeah. I mean, there, was, there was no such thing as a cutter, right? So what these guys would do is they would just – sometimes they would bite the hat, but a lot of the guys would just – nip the side of the cigar ever so slightly yeah a hole and then all that smoke would concentrate through that hole on a well-rolled cigar it would just blow in and you know he had me doing that for a long time just just nipping the side of the cigar. yeah um uh, nick nick perdomo and uh, and uh frankie from the bakersfield gentleman they use their thumbnail and they and they oh uh, yeah i've done that if i don't have a cutter with me yeah I always keep this thumbnail bigger <laughs> for that exact purpose, and I just you just cut right across it and just take the cap off. It, it, it doesn't feel good on the tongue, yeah, because it's a little rough, right? But it works <laughs> exactly. Now, uh, um, so uh, the retro hail. Are you a big retro hailer? <laughs> Wait, let me so, do that again. Yeah. <laughs> I think you were doing it as I asked the question. So um, now, yeah, okay. So. I, 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 I do believe in, um, you know, Gabby came out the other day with a little post about retro hailing. Right? Oh, I didn't saw, I didn't see that. Yeah, uh, yeah. He said, you know, if you're a cigar review and you're not retro hailing, you, you're not being genuine, right? And, you know, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like, you know, you, you don't need to be say. I mean, just... I'm sorry, you know, I like Gabby, but sometimes they get that comment. I'm like, oh, why? Why, why, why are you making that comment? But yeah, retrohaling, if you can do it, uh, fine. It takes, it takes practice for some people. If you're a cigarette smoker before you're a cigar smoker, it's a difficult process. The guy that taught, I didn't, I won't say, yeah, he didn't teach me. I've been retrohaling for years, but the guy that explained it to me the best way to tell somebody how to retrohale was TK, all right? Tobacco Kennedy. Yeah. Perfect explanation. He goes, here's what you do. No cigar. 
just breathe breathe air in don't swallow it blow it out your nose yeah breathe air in don't swallow it blow it out you do that three four five six times now take the cigar take a little puff don't take a big one and do the same thing and then suddenly you watch people's eyes light up they're like wow it's like I, I can't I don't get anything. I don't get anything from the from the retro hail. You know, it's just um You don't know you don't. You do. You I, you know, up. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. So so on an on an average cigar, how often are you retro hailing? Are you you know, obviously you're not doing it. You know, you don't oh you do it also so you're one that, that does it all the time. Okay. Some guys will only, you know, even some cigar makers will only you know, you know, a, a third of the time or, you know, so now it's so ingrained in how I smoke. So I'll, I'll take it like this and then let some out of my mouth. Yeah. And when I'm reviewing a cigar, I'll do this. And then I get like tasting a wine. Yeah. All right. Roll it around your palate. You get the palate going. You get the nose going. All right. And of course, what does it smell like? Oh, exactly. You know, now I'll I'll uh, I'll chew my smoke like that. You know, because you get a little bit more about you know. And then for me, I'll, I'll take um, uh, my tongue and kind of smack it against the roof of my mouth because it seems like sometimes you'll get like these these oils on your tongue that you may not taste. But when you smack it against the roof of your mouth, sometimes you'll pop. You know, for me, that's how I explain it. You'll pop these little bubbles of flavor oils, and then you'll get, you know, a whole different, you know, a, a whole different uh, uh, taste on that. So, how do you clean your palate? I I don't cleanse my palate. Um, like I said I um, you know, in, what, I I don't know. I, I guess I brush. Yeah, you know, I I don't I don't find a need to to cleanse my palate. You know the back of the toothbrush? Yeah. Back of the toothbrush has ridges on them now? I don't know. I use an electric. Ah. Uh, <laughs> if you look at a regular toothbrush, yeah. most most normal, like Oral-B's, all the normal toothbrushes, on the back of the toothbrush, there are ridges. Yeah. Those ridges are for scrubbing your tongue. Yeah. Not not the brush. Yeah. Scrub it. It's a little, a little harder scrub on it to scrub off what you've got because that stuff lingers the other thing is you take lemon like i take lemon juice right yeah yeah and i take about that much like maybe a shot glass of water and i squeeze a half a lemon in that and i take that and i just swish that around and believe it or not the other you would not think this but the other palate cleansing is dark chocolate Oh yeah, yeah. It's a and, and eighty-five percent dark chocolate cleanses the palate before you smoke a cigar. And then just just drink some water, and I'm gonna tell you what it doesn't add anything to the flavor sensations. It completely just wipes out. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Saka. When I said this, uh, Saka's uh, palate cleansing is uh, is room temperature, uh, any type of seltzer water. You know, seltzer room water. You know, and then. He also taught me to uh, um, uh, to cleanse my sinus palate by sticking my face into coffee beans, you know, to reset. 
my sinuses. And when I was uh, uh, rolling some tabacieros with him, uh, and that's how, and we did have to cleanse our palates in between uh, what we were rolling. And so we'd take the room temperature seltzer water, and then he had these little uh, cups of beans, and then you would shove your entire nose in there, and then you would, it was just one deep inhale of the beans, and it was, you would take it away, and then all of these new smells in the room, and it was resetting your sinuses back to zero. And it blew me away when he, when he, uh, when he, when he taught me that, and I'm like, oh my God, and it really does, you know, it just opens up your sinuses. It just clears. Maybe you can just use like a really finely ground espresso bean. Yeah. Straw. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you let me know how Mike does that, and uh, that's a that's a two part review on uh, smoking a Cuba Cuba backwards and snorting uh, espresso. Uh, uh, is it much different than snuff? Yeah. You know? I, I don't I don't know I, I've never I've I, you I, ever do snuff? No, I see the old timers. They do the little pinch and it's just like I did oh. that once in my life Ew. and I'll never do it again. It's like, what are you people crazy? Oh my god! Completely clogged everything up. Just like, oh, I, I, like I can't breathe. <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe guys uh, that 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 had, used to do that and still do that. They still do it. Yep, and um, and and like, and the chocolate thing. Europeans, uh, especially, do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Europeans. Yeah, they're fancy little pouches, and uh, but uh, but yeah, the chocolate. We, we, I always, you know, I'm I'm a lover of dark chocolate. We always keep a lot of dark chocolate in the house, and usually like, at the end of the night, like I said, when I when I go in in for the night, first thing I do is I'll go over to my cabinet, and then you know I'll pop. You know, tonight's not too bad, but like on a high nicotine cigar, it just seems to negate the nicotine you know, almost instantly, you know, for, for me anyways, you know, just that little bit of dark chocolate, a little bit of that uh, sugar. Yeah. You, you ever see the movie Chocolat with Johnny Depp back in no. 2000? No, I, I know the movie, but I've never, I've never seen it. Yeah. We were actually watching it last night. My wife had it on and you think about chocolate. Chocolate was the most decadent thing to have in France. And it was like, all of the the church was so against it. It was like the devil's thing because it was like, oh, it's so decadent. You can't have chocolate. And they were trying to shut down the chocolate factory. <laughs> you can't make chocolate. And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? It's the best shit in the world, man. Chocolate. Exactly. And, and, and I can't wait to, because right, right now there's a huge shortage of it because just last year in 2019, earlier in the year, they finally came out with a, a pink chocolate. And it, it's not dyed. It's not. It's. It is a completely natural chocolate, but it is pink chocolate, and you can really still only get it in Europe. And then the highest of high end um, chocolatiers here in the U.S. and it's ungodly expensive, but other because they're still trying to figure out how to mass produce a, a pink chocolate. But uh, it's supposed to be, you know, a completely different flavor than than regular chocolate, and it's just the way they're processing the uh the beans and and everything else so can't wait to can't wait to try some pink chocolate you have the russian pepper chocolate no what i remember whatever pepper they put black pepper or something in the chocolate no um i love uh, uh lint makes a um uh it's like an 88 percent, but they also have a it's um um i forget which which red chili they they use but oh, i yeah, love, yeah, yeah 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 okay so 
I like spicy red chocolate like that, and then I love sea salt and and, and chocolate, you know, oh, uh, which is French sea salt and chocolate. Yeah, oh, it's just it's just something something else, you know. Like you, you try that and you just go back to a Hershey Kiss, and you're like, ah, this is garbage. About some of the flavors we get out of cigars, and I tell people this, and I have I go to, I go to places, and you talk lounges and people, and and I have people come to me all the time and say, I don't get any of that. I get, you know, I had one guy, I was at Don Kiki's in uh, uh, Daytona Beach. And we're sitting around, this old guy, he's like, you know, I read your stuff, Jimmy, but I don't get any of that. I just got smoke. So I looked at him and I was like, really? And all the other guys around kind of laughing at him. He said, this old guy just smoke cigars. So I said, wait a second, let's do an experiment. And I went over to the, to, 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 uh, to the shelf and I picked up cigars. All the same. Okay, we're gonna do an experiment, right? And then before we even started, it, smell it. You know, do the dating thing. Smell it. Smell the foot. Clip it. Taste the cold draw. What do you taste? Right? What do you smell? What do you taste? And 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 he's like, mm, no. And he's starting to talk about it a little bit. So I already got him on a, on a new level field, right? So now we fire it up and we start talking about the flavors and. And everybody's like picking up these, you know, different notes. Somebody's got some cocoa. Somebody's got some earth, you know, because cocoa and earth kind of, they can be, depending on your palate, can be very similar to some people, believe it or not. Oh, you know, it's funny you bring that up. I don't want to interrupt you, but because everybody knows I'm a, I'm a chocolateholic. So I get, and, and I don't know, dozens of reviews. Jessica will will say that, you know, and uh, and, and I never understood what earth was. Because I don't get earth, and she gets a real earthy um, uh, taste out of a cigar, and I get straight up cocoa. So I didn't yeah. know. So I didn't know. Okay, so okay, so she, what she's experiencing is I didn't know that. So that that's uh, I'll let her know that when she's getting the earth, and I'm getting the cocoa. You know, that's a very similar. I have to think about it sometimes. You know, whether it's like a cocoa powder, like a cocoa powder to me is. So there's cocoa and chocolate, right? Dark yes. Chocolate, right? Yes. For cocoa powders, like dryness. So if the cigar is a little astringent, a little dry, I get a little bit. I can get that kind of like dry cocoa powder, and then sometimes I get that like the wet earth is more. Sometimes I sit back, and go, is it earth or is it I'm getting chocolate? Right, trying to figure it out. And then I tell people, I say, go in your spice cabinet sometime, and Lay out the spices and taste them. Taste them, rinse your mouth, taste another, taste spices, taste cumin, right? People don't know what cumin is. Taste cumin. Taste, take a cherry, take a, take a dry cherry, all right, a raisin, and a currant. Taste the difference between them and, and try to register that in your mind because those flavors come out in, in cigars. The difference between, like, when, when people talk about pepper, sometimes it's cinnamon, right? People get cinnamon instead of pepper. I tend to pick up more the pepper than the cinnamon, but sometimes people say that same cigar, they'll say they got cinnamon. I'm like, oh, well, that's probably the pepper I was getting, the pepper spice. Yeah, see, I, I've never gotten cinnamon out of a single cigar in my right. life. You know? I do. But you know? I, it's a rarity, but I'll pick it up. But when I pick, when I, when I get it, I get it. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, just spice or it's just pepper. Right. And the other thing to keep in mind is 
And this is something that a lot of people don't realize. This is why I tell people you always got to date the cigar. And when I say date it, you got to smell it, smell the foot, right? If you smell any ammonia off the foot, and, and people don't do this. They don't smell the yeah. foot of the cigar. They just cut it. They light it. They go, oh, it's peppery. Be very careful. Sometimes that pepper, that is the ammonia burning your nose. Right? And that cigar should not be smoked. That's why you always sniff the foot of the cigar. You know, because I'll get cigars at the show or I'll get cigars sent to me for to review. And the first thing I do is I smell it and I go, this is nowhere ready to be smoked. Put it in. And one of the people that taught me a lot about that was um, the guy named Danny DeFabio who owns Rodriguez Cigars in Key West, Florida. All right. Okay. We'll get into the long story of it, but I was down there visiting him once, and he was coming out with a new blend, and he gave me five cigars, and he says, I want you to go home, and I'll call you later in the week. So he calls me. We take one cigar. We smell it. Okay, let's fire it up, right? And there was a little bit of tang on the end, and was, he goes, yeah, this is not ready yet. I'll call you in a month. It took us almost five months, and he has these in his aging room in his, in his shop, right? It took about five months before we finally sat back and said, that cigar is ready to be sold. He did not sell those cigars until we agreed they were ready to be sold. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I mean I've had cigars that I've had to leave in my humidor for almost a year before, and, and, and I couldn't believe that I got them you know, a, a box of cigars and like a year later, you know, it's irritating because I said you get, you know, and I've talked about this before, you get a good deal online on a box of cigars and then, you know, you, you smoke one, you smoke one and then three puffs in, you're like, you, you put it out. Three months later, three puffs in, you put it out. So by the time your box is ready, you already smoked four, you already took a puff off four cigars. And so there is no deal anymore. You know, because you already threw four of them away in the in the box, you know. But it's it's surprising and and uh, and how much, or you know, people will send you cigars to review, and then like you said, it's like this. How did you send me this cigar? Why would you send me this cigar? Because if I was to review it right now, it would be a horrible. horrible I have one cigar. like that right now that I just can't. I got to tell the manufacturer. I said I can't. I I I I, I I'm sorry. This is not ready. Yeah, he's calling me. He says he's reviewing a cigar. I said I gotta tell him. Yep, sorry, I, you don't want me to review this cigar. Yeah, <laughs> and and those cigars are going out. They're going out into the world. You know, it, you know, and it's just unbelievable. And um, I had one manufacturer that that sent me some cigars, and they were in a box, and they had a Bovada pack, and I pulled out the Bovada pack, and it was. I, I bet if I would have bent it in half, it'd have broken. It was, uh, you know, it was rock hard. Um, so, you, you know, use my cigar medics humidimeter, you know, stuck it, whatever it was, 48%, 50%. You know, I took a picture, sent it, and then it's like, hey, uh, what's going on with this? And, uh, and they go, they go, holy crap. You know, it's like, I don't know what's going on. And like the second question is, where do I get one of those devices? So they reached, they reached out to Lou and they got one in right away and they pulled every single box off the shelf and luckily only a few only a few boxes went out but they pulled every single one off the shelf and they were just blown away um at you know at that quality but 
you know, um, not not a not a uh, an advertisement for uh, cigar medics, even though I know that they're in the uh, the chat panel. That's you know, when, when you're smoking a cigar, sometimes you, you get a bad draw, a bad burn, uh, just a cigar that wasn't you know wasn't good, and you just don't know. And maybe that was a fantastic cigar, and it just needed time to be rehumidified. You know, that's why I tout the uh, uh, the cigar medics. You know, just. You know, is it something that, that you need every single cigar, every single time for the average consumer? You know, probably not. But like I said, it, it's a tool in our arsenal that we can use to make sure that we're, you know, the, the hard-earned money we're spending on a cigar. You know, you don't want to spend $12 on a cigar, $15 for a cigar, and then, you know, smoke it and you have a bad cigar and it just probably a good cigar just need to be rehumidified. You know, so. One of these yet? Which, what is that? Is the Tarazona eight two eight silverback? No, I don't. I haven't. I haven't heard of that one. You don't know Eddie? No, Eddie. No. Eddie Tarazona? No, I don't know him. Oh my God, man! You got it. So he his he lives in Lakeland. He's is obviously his home his home shop right there is Cigar Life. But um, Eddie was out of the Eddie was on the scene quite a number of years ago, and um, he had some personal issues, and he kind of fell off the map, and he came back at the show this year and i was so happy to see him and he has such great cigars he really does and um this is his, one of his newest this is one of his newer blends and uh, i gotta get a review up on this one but this is just a beautiful beautiful little figurado just it's a, it's a it's a good looking cigar and um and, and i know uh the guy uh mo from uh, frontline cigars he's in the uh, the chat panel um, uh, definitely Mo, I'll have to get uh, Mo with you and, uh, uh, get you, um, a couple of his cigars. Jessica and I reviewed, uh, their cigars, um, or, uh, I think Saturday the review came out. What a fantastic cigar. Um, it, I think, I think it's definitely a cigar that, that you would enjoy knowing your, your palate. And, um, so Mo, you'll have to get with Boston Jimmy and get him a couple, of couple of cigars out there and to, 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 to try. So, there's just so many, and and they're, and and they're, you look at some of the ones that are out there, and people like never heard of them. Some of the manu the big manufacturers, even the medium sized manufacturers, would be like, never heard of a cigar. It's like, don't diss it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you might actually be surprised that this 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 little guy worked with a factory, and whether he, like we said earlier, whether it was just something they gave him or something yeah. he worked on blending. Yeah. Um, you got to give every cigar a shot. It, it, exactly. Um, Leaf Light Love. What kind of flame does Jimmy prefer? Okay, so normally, when I'm if I say um, anywhere from Albano on up, anything dark, okay, I'm going to use anywhere from a dual flame to a triple flame torch. And just keep in mind when I do when I talk about a torch, right? I'm going to sit here and the flame, if I got the cigar here, all right, the flame is going to end about here. Yeah. All right. So, so I am not ever going to touch the flame. I get that nice warm orange glow. If I'm doing a, um, a Connecticut, okay, um, I'm going to use um, either a Bic lighter, like, uh, like Steve, like uh, uh Nick Perdomo, yeah. Oh, uh, Nick Perdomo, and also uh, 
Skip Martin will tell you he uses Bix all the time. Oh, does he? Oh, I didn't know that. Because you can't, yeah, because you can't get you can't get the fluids and toilet the stuff down in Nicaragua. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That that's the reason Nick uses you know his thumb and a pick. Yeah. Or I'll use or I'll use a cedar spill. Yeah. Okay. I like I like to light uh, Connecticut's with a, with a cedar spill. I like a nice soft flame because I don't want to scorch. You scorch that wrapper on a Connecticut, and it's so it, easy to do. Yeah. It just destroys the cigar. You're not going to have an experience. And the other thing I can't stand is when somebody sits here with a torch and they just stick it right here, right here, and you see this whole thing burn up. You see all the black line on it. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? You know, <laughs> it's a, a, a free, I, and I'll use a torch on anything, like I said, Connecticut's, especially like Candela's. I'll, I like a, 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 well, Candela, I'll, I'll like a pencil flame, but I'll, I'll light a Candela like out here, <laughs> you, know, you, you can't yeah, get you can't get a flame anywhere near a candela, you know, because if there is the slightest hint of char, candelas already have a, you know um, a, a grassy sour flavor to begin with. You know, you screw with that cigar, it's done for the whole you know whole cigar. Now, now, are you a, are you a candela fan? I do like candelas. Okay, yeah, so, you Let's know, real back. In Back in nineteen, back in the late seventies, right? I'll put it all out on the table. I was smoking Garcia Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I know. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I, I tell people. I, I was telling Jason that last night. You know, if your grandfather smoked cigars, he was smoking Candelas. You know, it was the only Absolutely. thing. There was the only thing available. I was talking with uh, uh, Audria uh, or Adria from a uh, JC Newman. And I made them some cigar nub tools, and uh, they sent me some cigar molds. And uh, a couple of them got this this gorgeous shade of green on the uh, um, uh, on the uh, the nub tool. And she asked me, she goes, "Hey, how did you get that beautiful shade of green?" And I'm like, "That's from the cigar, you know." And she's like, "What?" And I go, "You got to remember." I go, "This mold is a hundred years old. This yeah. mold made ten thousand cigars." And even she didn't know because she she's younger, you know. She didn't know that everything in America was green, you know, until the uh, late fifties, early sixties, yeah. whatever it was. There's no such thing as brown cigars, you know. That was a European thing, you know. We we smoked, you know, we we smoked green cigars over here. So it's just uh, I do like Candela's. Actually, I have a um, I have an interesting Candela room that I have to review. I want to kind of wait till St. Patty's Day to do it. Um and it's uh she's it's God, I gotta draw a blank here the name of the brand is gonna piss me off. Anyway, it's gonna be uh it's, it's not gonna, it's not the Alec Bradley is coming out with one called the shenanigans. That was the name of my 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 candela was gonna be called the shenanigans. Damn it no he's coming out with, he's coming I, out with the shenanigans I, I should I should have I should have trademarked that when I came up with that last year. Damn it! Now I got to think of another name for my candela that I'm making in, in, in the my in, you know, in my hand in my head. Yeah, the shay hand. Yeah. Come on, yeah. How bad can you? So, oh, the shenanigans! I'll I'll try it anyway. So, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's and uh, like um, like I said, there there are a lot more bad candelas out there than there are good candelas. I'll tell you that. But it's I, I I do like it. Uh, there is that 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 like you said. There's that grassy, or I would prefer to call it herbal. More yeah. Grassy. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're right. It'd, it'd be an herbal. A little more. 
and a sweetness to it because it yep. locks in the chlorophylls. Yeah. Okay. On when the, the way they process candela, they take it on. You know, for those that don't know, you take normal leaves, you take the leaves, you harvest them, you bring them in, you hang them in the barn, you let them dry, right? Um, and then you go from there to the fermentation process. What they do with candelas is they take the candelas and they fast heat them. They heat it up, high heat, and it locks in that green flavor and locks in all the chlorophyll that's in that leaf. Uh, exactly. And I was talking with Sokka about, about candela. And, I was, and I've been teasing Sokka for a year and a half now about when, you know when he's going to make a candela. And, um, and whether he enjoyed them. And he goes, listen, as a cigar maker, I wish people only smoke candelas because you take a wrapper that can take, you know, anywhere between a year and three year fermentation. And he goes, a candela, seven days. He goes, seven days and I can start rolling with it. And, and he goes, it's all money, you know? So, um, but he is, you know, he, he got his Lancero. He's got his Pulpetta coming out, which is his, you know, chop filler blend. So he is working on a candela, you know, as he said, he, he wants to be the first to produce an ultra premium candela. And honestly, out of all the candelas that I've smoked, I enjoy a lot of candelas. There really isn't an ultra premium, like where you taste it and it's like, man, this is an ultra premium cigar. You know, it's, there are a lot of good candelas yeah, out there, but basically taking they basically taken candelas. Most of what you see are barber poles. Yes. Yeah, because because a lot of people don't like, you know, the uh, straight candela. So, you know, I tell people, like, the barber pole is a great introduction to get you into a candela because you, right. get, you get just that little bit, but it's not enough to, to turn you off. But, but I like, you know, you know, like I said, I, I'm, you know, I'm a bitter chocolate guy, you know, so I like the bitterness of, of some yeah. foods, drinks. Um, and you know, so that's why, you know, I think that's why I gravitate towards, uh, the candela. So, but, uh, all right, let's see, uh, the asylum ogre barber pole. It's one of the, I, I didn't care for the ogre kicked my ass, but, um, double check this thing. The yeah. Thing is still charging. Yeah. Well, I, I think on that on that note, we'll leave it at the candela. I don't know if we solved all of the world's issues here tonight in these last two hours, whether we we delve deep enough in the topic. But uh, I definitely want to have a shirtless mic on sometime, so I'm going to reach out to him and um, and, and get a hold of him, and uh, I'll definitely let him know that he'll, he'll be smoking a cigar backwards soon. Um, yeah, that's uh, part of a Jimmy's. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, at Jimmy's mandate, you got to smoke a, a Cuba backwards. Let me know. I'd love to see the write-up of that, you know, and, uh, so, and anybody that doesn't know how to find, uh, Boston Jimmy, how do you find Boston Jimmy across all the platforms? Where, where do we find Boston Jimmy? All right. So real simple. You start with stogiepress.com, primary site on Facebook. I am Boston Jimmy with an IE. There is also a Stogie Press page on Facebook. There is a Stogie Press Instagram. There is a Stogie Press YouTube channel, which does, ha does have a number of videos. If you haven't gone there, there's a bunch of videos. We're going to do a lot more of that as we get into the year. Yeah. I'm actually getting yeah. behind here. 
is going to be changed. I'm getting a beautiful mural done by Jesse Flores. I was just going to say, if you didn't see that your interview with Jesse Flores, great. Now Jesse's not coming. There's going to be. Is Jesse, a, is Jesse coming here? Mural back here. That is a Jesse Flores original only for me. That's got my supposedly is going to have my image and Stogie Press logo and graffiti and all this really cool shit. Now, now is he making right. that and sending it to you, or is he coming here? Yes. Okay. No, he's making that, sending sending it to me as we know now. But it's okay. Latin people time, so it's taking a long time. So we just <laughs> wait. For it. Yeah. And then there is also a there's also a uh, a, a, a Twitter channel. Um, that we started way back when, when we were Space Coast Cigars, and I never changed it. And I don't do a lot of Twitter postings. Yeah, same here, yeah. But it's called SC Cigars, so Space Coast Cigars. SC Cigars is on Twitter. But that's how you find me. Um, I'm kind of everywhere and then some. Kinda like and, then, and, then not, and then don't just visit your page. You have a, a newsletter, you know, so you, you know, so you can sign up to get those, you know, those alerts. So you don't have to. No, yeah. So if you, yeah. if you go to, if you go to the stogiepress.com, you can hit subscribe, hit subscribe. It'll ask you for your email. You confirm it. And then, um, every time I put a post out, you'll get an email at a post. Yeah. That's basically how that works. And, uh, we, we might do something special and we do special things for our subscribers. So over the, over, over the number of years, um, I do pop-up uh, raffles where I just pick randomly a uh, uh, one or two or three uh, subscribers, and they, they get a package. Uh, at the end of the year, we did a an amazing giveaway of stuff. You might have seen some of that. Um, we donated a bunch of stuff to Cigars for Warriors. My, my wife came out and looked at my humidor and said, you got too many cigars. you got to get rid of them, right? So I'm like, Okay. <laughs> So we did that, and then we had a little had a little contest, and we gave away like that'd be a forty or more cigar. I mean, that had to at least be forty cigars in the in the top prize, and then there was also a couple of uh, runner ups that got five packs. Everybody got a Boston Jimmy in that. Okay, so we'll we'll be doing more of those as we go along, just you know, giving stuff away. You know, that's you know what we do. You know, help out everybody. Exactly. So um, I definitely want to um, thank you for being on tonight, but also thank you for everything you do for Cigar Prop. Thank you for for being a, a, a wonderful friend, help, you know, helping me out whenever I need it, and just uh, uh, spreading the love. So th thank you very much, Jimmy. Thank you very much. You're welcome, and, uh, and uh, we'll definitely we'll be seeing you again. All right, man. We'll catch up, man. All right. We'll talk to you later, man. All right. Thanks, See everybody. You're Great show. All right. The, the, the one, the only, the, uh, my hat's a little crooked, you know, uh, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Boston Jimmy. Um, like I said, just definitely go over to follow him. Uh, uh, two of the blogs, uh, I get the emails from Boston Jimmy from Stogie Press and uh, uh, Craig Vanderslice at Cigar Craig. Those are the really the only, I, those are the only two that I'm, I'm signed up for because I love getting them. They're not in depth. They're not full of ads and spam. You can uh, uh, read what he's got to say. And then uh, it, it's usually uh, not short, sweet to the point. Some of the uh, the larger or longer articles by Jimmy and um, 
Shirtless Mike. If you don't know who Shirtless Mike is, uh, subscribe to Stody Press. You'll learn who uh, uh, Shirtless Mike is. And uh, we definitely appreciate everybody. Uh, a lot of you uh, uh, guys and gals that have been on tonight, you know, this is the third night in a row that, that you've uh, watched me. I definitely appreciate everybody, you know, because this is uh, uh, two hours. I think every show has been about two hours now. So that's uh, six hours in, uh, in three days. So I, I know it's a lot, but um, we've got um, we've got so many cool people to talk to and that we want to talk to, people that want to be on the show. We don't ever try and say no. If you want to be on the show, definitely reach out to me. I'll find you, uh, find a time. Um, we're available Friday, Saturday. Well, not Sunday. Sunday's our regular I Tap That Cigar show. But uh, Friday, Saturdays, and Mondays, uh, we don't do Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays because uh, some of my other great friends in the industry have their own shows on. And uh, we want to um, um, respect their space. So, um, and, and I, I like watching their shows. So, if anybody wants to be on, if anybody knows of a, a maker or somebody that uh, that enjoys uh, my show, definitely have them reach out to me. And um, I appreciate everybody chiming in. And uh, we'll see you. We got uh, Tuesday night, which is uh, Tuesday night coming up, um, which is uh, which is tomorrow. So the Ash Holes. They are on at 7.30, whatever uh, uh, Mississippi time is. Then we got Wednesday night. Uh, if you're not part of the um, the patriarchal smoke, it's a Vic the High Desert Man. Um, it's, uh, he has a great live show on Facebook on Wednesday nights. Um, it is a Christian-based um, cigar show. They talk, he, he uh, does your typical, not well, not your typical, your atypical sermon. And they smoke cigars. You know, I'm not churchy, but I love listening in. It's always a great show. And uh, Thursday night, uh, Via Hante, uh, Stogie Rhodes on, uh, from Care Via Hante. So definitely tune in uh, to that one. So um, have a, uh, a great uh, great night. We love your wife. She rocks. She does rock. So um, I'm now going to apologize for ignoring her for a third night in a row. So uh, thank you, everybody, for joining in. And uh, We'll see you this coming up Sunday. We've got a, a Bovida Rob from Bovida is going to be on the show. And um, we'll, uh, we'll see you all then.